0: Dino, go first. Okay. He's here. He says it My mic's ready. Good morning, everyone. Uh, is my mic on? Can you all hear me? Uh we're gonna go ahead and get started with uh a, a proclamations. Uh we have Councilman Dino Bonanno uh with the first proclamation. I'm trying to get you on there, hold on, Dino.
1: now good morning can everybody hear me much better good morning everyone thank y'all for being here today as you know this nation has been dealing with a crisis for the last three months now and this crisis has shut down many businesses especially those in the service industry and restaurants have been severely impacted and many of those restaurants struggle every day just to make enough revenue to keep their doors open however I'm gonna recognize some people this morning even though it's restaurant owners here in Metairie they spent a lot of time reaching out to make sure that their fellow man, those in need, especially those in the service industry, were fed during this crisis. We have with us here today, Steve and Lena Pardo, who are the owners of the Quarterview Restaurant on Clearview Parkway. And I'm gonna read this proclamation. Whereas recognizing and commending Mr. Steve Pardo and the Quarterview Restaurant for their dedication and commitment to the citizens of Jefferson Parish during the COVID 19 crisis. Whereas the Quarterview Restaurant in Metairie was closed on the COVID-19 crisis stay-at-home order. And whereas Steve and Lena Pardo, owners of the Quarterview Restaurant, were substantially impacted by the economic hardships created by this crisis. The Pardo's were determined to help all of those in need during this emergency, especially the service workers. And whereas each week during this emergency, the Quarterview Restaurant served over 1,000 free meals to anyone in need with no questions asked. And where the selfless, whereas this selfless act of kindness provided a hot meal to thousands of Jefferson Parish citizens during their greatest time of need. And I want to recognize Steven Lee Pardo with this proclamation. Please come on up. I've known the Pardo's for a long time, and I'm proud to say this isn't the only act of kindness that these two individuals have done for our community. They do a lot of stuff that no one ever hears of, but I thought this was especially deserving of recognition, so thank you all both. Thank you. You want to say anything? Thank you, everybody. You know,
0: you want to invite them, council?
1: Anybody else want to join us for pictures, Cynthia? Yeah. thank you. you. will have to know this is extremely difficult for Steve to be here. He is a man of a few words and does not like pictures. I think this is the first picture I ever got from him and I the sorry. Can
2: everyone tighten up Well, that's not a good thing, Steve. Oh, yeah, okay. Good camping. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> you haven't read the paper lately? <laughs> no, I haven't. But thank you. All right. Here we go. Good.
3: good. good thank
1: you. Thank, thank you. All right. Good you.
4: Good morning, y'all.
0: Can we have silence in the chamber, please?
4: Today, we wanted to take this time to uh, recognize an organization from the West Bank. Drew, would you please come up? For many, many years, the West Bank Optimist Club has been a resource for our community. Uh, they've been involved with everything from sports to economics, em, uh, uh, empowerment on the West Bank. These group of men and the people who support them are proud of them and so are we. And so today, based on what they've been doing, they're giving back, they've been feeding our communities for weeks and we have to make sure that this group as well as others who will be recognized or recognized because of the good work that they do. I'd like to read the certificate of merit. It says, the certificate of merit be it known that for outstanding service the parish of Jefferson has conferred this certificate of merit upon the West Bank Optimist Club for their invaluable service and assistance in meeting the emergency needs of our community. Please give them a round of applause.
5: My name is Les Lowry, I'm the current president of the Optimist Club, and I just wanna brag a little bit about how to double up on your donations. The Optimist Club uh, has a long-standing relationship with Cafe Hope on the West Bank, which is a group that helps at-risk kids uh, find their way uh, into uh, the restaurant and food industry and such. And we've been supporting them for a number of years. Well, we came up with a way to uh, help the seniors on the West Bank, but the meals, we got all of them from Cafe Hope. So we were able to help them stay in business and uh, get ready for uh, uh, post COVID-19 issues uh, and continue their programs to help at risk youth. And we were able to feed seniors all over the West Bank uh, from four different areas. And uh, we're very proud of that. And we uh, appreciate Byron and everybody else helping connect us with all these seniors. And uh, thank you for uh, Uh, presenting us with this award.
4: Anyone else, if anyone wants to come and join us, please do. Bye.
5: appreciate everything. All right. Thank you. So much. All right. Thank you. Thank
0: you my man. Right. Woman,
5: well, What's her name? She said she's your first
0: was off we have a uh, proclamation by councilwoman van Branken.
6: i want to invite a very special young lady up to the front of the council chambers Isabel. if you would come on forward she's a um resident she is a young lady who dreams big who thinks about um, our community and she has come up with an idea that we would love for everyone to plan to participate in on Sunday, June 14th. You see the information up there, and we have Isabel here to tell us about it in person. Isabel, come on up. If you would, um, let everybody know how you came up with this idea and um, what you'd like everybody to do.
7: Thank you. Um, My name is Isabel, I'm 12 years old And this is a project that I've been working on to thank frontline workers by flying kites so you can stay safe and they can continue their work while still being able to thank them. So I was at the levee with my sister flying my kite while waiting for the Blue Angels to fly over. And the idea came to me because they can thank a whole group of people by flying through the sky, but what's a way that the average person could do it? and thank them without actually having to go there. So that's when the idea of kites came to me. So we created our website and social media pages, Frontline Kites. June
6: 14th at noon.
7: Yeah, if you go to my website, you can sign up for your kite and it'll show your location on a map. Two million kites worldwide.
6: Uh, so everybody's got to get
8: one. <laughs> Everybody got to join in. <laughs>
7: frontlinekites.com.
6: And you see the information up on your screen right now um, with the picture of Isabel flying her kite. So we want to. Um, I'm going to read a little proclamation um, to you. Thank you. You can you can stay up here if you want. Um, I'm not gonna read through the whole proclamation, or the whole resolution, but we're gonna have this on our agenda later today. We um, are going to introduce a resolution declaring the second Sunday of June annually from this point on as Fly a Kite Day in Metairie, beginning with this year, June 14th, 2020, which is further declared as Worldwide Frontline Kites Day to thank all frontline workers defending against the COVID-19 global pandemic and commending 12-year-old Metairie resident, Isabel Camenzulli as founder of Frontline Kites for inspiring people everywhere to be united, appreciative and embracing of the child in all of us on National Children's Day, which is also June 14th. So we really thank you for inspiring us. I know I got my kite locally. She has DIY instructions on building your own kite uh, on frontline kites. I didn't know if I could do it, but I went and got mine locally at Le Jouet Toys. Um, but we are so appreciative of you thinking big and encouraging and inspiring our community to think big with you. And it's a call to action. So thank you so much, Isabel. We're gonna take some pictures if anybody wants to come down. silica.
0: Congratulations, young yeah. lady. I'd like to recognize Councilman Dino Bonanno.
1: Just real quickly, <clears throat> 32 years ago when I was 22, I started with this parish. And I remember them after, Remember those days after a few months in government saying, what have I gotten myself into? You'd have told me I'd be standing here 32 years later. I'd have said, hell no. But I'm here today to present a pin to a young man who just started. It's his five-year pin. Uh, he started and he's been in different various roles throughout the parish, and he's survived five years, and it's my aide, Dwayne Munch, Jr. Dwayne, come on up.
0: Thank you, Councilman. Uh, Any more proclamations? We have roughly about 10 minutes before the council meeting will start. Thank you. So All right, good morning, everyone. We're we'll going to go ahead and get started. It's 10 o'clock, uh, and good morning and welcome. We are at the jefferson Parish Council, ch- Council meeting on Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020, at 1221 Elmwood Park Boulevard, jefferson Parish, Louisiana. It is now 10 a.m., and uh, we call this meeting to order. Um, I'd like to call right now on Councilman Impostata, but before so, uh, I would like to ask for a moment of silence uh, for Judge Canella, as well as Judge Henry Sullivan, uh, two good men, uh, two good judges, and two uh, good community leaders that we have lost in the last month uh, to Jefferson Parish and the metropolitan area. So if we could have a moment of silence and recognizing that. Thank thank you very much. Uh, Councilman Impostata.
9: At this time, I'd like to call um, a dear friend and a a leader in District Four in our community and in the Archdiocese of New New Orleans, Father Harry Bugler, who is the pastor of St. Philip Neri Church uh, on Kiwani. Father Harry has been, um, was given the dubious honor of becoming the pastor of St. Philip Neri Church in a time of absolute need and uh, has had the good fortune, or what I think I think he told me one time, God only puts on us what he thinks we can handle, something like that, and he must have a lot of confidence in you, Father Harry, <laughs> because uh, from day one he's dealt with a number of challenges, uh, and there's a reason that that parish in our community there is thriving, and it's definitely because of his leadership. So we're glad to have him, thanks to the initiative of Councilman Template, where we now have a, a community faith-based leader lead us in an opening prayer for our meeting. So thank you, Father Harry, for joining us.
10: And and thank you for the honor as well. Ever-faithful God and Father, we are truly grateful for your bountiful gifts to the people of Jefferson Parish. We are also mindful of our dependence on you for our every need, and we are aware that you are always with us. Guide us with your wisdom and compel us to make your will our own. Enable us to uphold the rights of others. Do not allow us to be misled by ignorance or corrupted by fear or favor. Help us to listen to one another well and promote the common good. Keep us faithful to all that is true. May we temper justice with love so that all our decisions may be pleasing to you and earn the reward promised to good and faithful servants. Finally, Lord, Look with compassion on our world brought low by COVID-19. Protect us in the midst of the grave challenges that assail us. And in your fatherly care, grant recovery to the stricken, strength to those who care for them, and success to those working to, uh, to eradicate this scourge through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Thank
0: you: uh, Mr. Almereau, would you please lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance?
3: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: Thank you very much. All right, Madam Clerk, would you please uh, call the roll? Probably on purpose, let's see. The equipment. Oh, it says please wait. Oh.
11: Yes. Chairman Templett. Present. <coughs> Councilman Walker. Here. Councilman Edwards. Here. Councilman Bonanno. Here. Councilman Lee.
1: Here.
11: Councilman <coughs> Impostata. Present. Councilwoman Van Rankin. Present. Parish Present. President Miss Lee Shang. I have completed
0: the role. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, Just real fast, uh, we'd like to welcome everybody back to the Council Chambers. Uh, For the last uh, three meetings, we've had uh, virtual Zoom meetings, which actually I think we all got kind of used to. Now we have to get back used to uh, being in the chambers with everyone. And uh, I said before uh, through the Zoom meetings that it was a fluid situation. Now we're back to here trying to figure out some of the buttons to press or, or, or coordinating everyone being in a room together. But, but stating that, uh, you can tell that we're actually taking the social distancing uh, seriously here. Uh, and, you know, just as much as we preach to the public, stay social distancing. Uh, you can see around us we have petitions to protect uh, each other. Uh, the audience is separated. Uh, they're uh, six foot between uh, locations where speakers can come and speak. So uh, please abide by the social distancing because it is working. Uh, you know, One of the things we're all proud about is that the, uh, since it is working, Jefferson Parish and the state of Louisiana has gone to the second phase of allowing businesses in our community to open uh, and move forward and get our sales tax and our community back together. Um, and we're all very proud of that, and, and, I, and I know the parish presidents could give us uh, an update on that. Um, I'd also like to m- make sure we still say thank you to all of our heroes out there, our first responders, our nurses, our, our doctors, uh, our store owners, our restaurant operators, the delivery persons who came to your home when, when you ordered some food items, all of those people who had made our community a safer place, uh, as well as trying to conduct business at the same time. And we would all like to say thank you to those individuals as our heroes here in Jefferson Parish and the metropolitan area. Uh, Also, we are all closely monitoring the tropics uh, in the midst of all of this uh, 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 coronavirus or pandemic. Uh, We're now uh, in the midst of hurricane season, and we have a uh, disturbance in the lower part of Bay of Campeche, at the bottom part of the Gulf. Uh, we're all monitoring it, keeping in information uh, available to each and every one of our constituents. Uh, the storm that's presently out there, Tropical Storm is Cristobal, uh, and look, we urge our constituents to um, start preparing, but don't start panicking. You know, th- you know. Uh, Keep yourself informed, and we're going to do the best we can uh, to make sure each and every one of y'all know what's taking place uh, with the storms and hurricane season. And I also want to give compliments to my colleagues, uh, the parish president and administration. You know, in the midst of all of uh, the pandemic, you know, we're fighting each and every day to save our constituents, save our businesses, and keep our government going. Uh, And uh, my colleagues and the parish president took a a fight to Baton Rouge to fight for something that's very important, and you're going to find it out with these storms coming our way. Uh, We fought for coastal issues, and we all stood together, Uh, and I was proud of that. Uh, Each and every one of us signed letters, each and every one of us spoke and sent emails and and, and testified, so I really want to say thank you for all of us standing together. And and making a difference and fighting for something that we all believe in that impact our quality of life long term and protecting our residents. So, and and stating that just to say thank you, and Madam President, if you could inform us on these issues we brought up.
12: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, So let me just give a quick update right now. At present, Jefferson Parishes had 7,711 cases. Um, Unfortunately. 453 deaths. Our parish has suffered with coronavirus, but uh, more than 49,000 tests we have conducted in Jefferson Parish. It's a number that we're very proud of that we've actively tested, and I want to thank all the departments um, who have helped us set up sites. And in a moment, I'll I'll go over some of the additional testing sites that we have today. I do want to point out that still, as as we've come off this bell curve, um, there's over 3,000 counties in the United States, and Jefferson Parish is still ranked in the top 50. So, um, certainly, we have um, been top of the heap with coronavirus, and we're still dealing with that. So, as you said, Mr. Chairman, yesterday, um, the governor announced that we are in phase two. I guess um, many of you already know what that looks like. Generally, it's a 50 percent capacity um, on all, a lot of the venues. Um, I'll talk about the additions. Um, that were not allowed in in Phase 1 bars and breweries without LDH permit, though they are restricted to 25% and they have to be seated. Day spa, tattoo shops, massage massage shops, and estheticians. There's additional guidance with LDH for those um, businesses. Swimming pools, and I'll give an update on our swimming pool with controlled recreational swimming. Bowling, skating. 25, I mean, I'm sorry, 50% um, event centers, uh, wedding venues, 50%. <laughs> Councilwoman Van Ranken, I know your family was happy to hear that. So that's generally that. I would rather take the time rather than getting into, into all the detail of that because I know the governor was very very specific. Tell you, and we've been very busy over the past couple of days, what phase two looks like with our administrative departments, if I could. So, you know, libraries have been closed this whole time. Branches will begin opening to the public. The hours may vary by the branch, but we're trying to um, be very mindful. Uh, patrons can either pick up curbside and they can order their book or, um, and pick it up curbside, or they can come in, request it, reserve it, and come in. Um, we are allowing computer services there. You'll be able to use computers. Again, we're going to be socially distancing those and not opening all the stations. Again, seating in the library is going to be very limited, as well, and we're requiring everyone who enters our library to go through temperature screening and wearing um, a face covering. So, I do not believe our libraries will be able to get all of that done. We're we're still installing some plexiglass and some safety precautions by Friday, but we will certainly update the public when we're able to get that done. and We're hoping to get that done uh, sometime next week. Alario Center will continue to be closed because, as you know, that is a testing site for us, and the National Guard, Louisiana National Guard, is. Um, currently at that so um, there will be no uh, reservations at Elario center through phase two um, the animal shelter again um, Will respond to more calls they've been in an emergency only mode, so they're going to be more proactive on the animal control bring in more employees again um, Still requiring appointments only but they've been able to do their services um, by having appointments uh, Recreation I know that's always um, very very um, much a subject of interest Phase two, contact sports are still not allowed during phase two. But, um, so the basketball courts are gonna remain closed. But we're happy to say baseball, softball, summer camps all started on June 1st with socially distanced guidelines. Um, and, and that has been going well. And we will begin booking our meeting rooms at the recreational facilities at a 50% capacity. As well as you know Lafreniere Park, the carousel, 50% capacity. Shelters will be opening there um, as well and happy to say the outdoor exercise equipment will be available again The outdoor bathrooms the tot lots will all be um, opening in phase two as well as the fields and the green space park day for me spray park opening on june 10th and the pool at johnny jacobs playground which we work with the cea um, with the ymca is opening on june 13th um, all of the senior pr- programs the the leisure programs and leisure activities throughout the parish um, and those go through through several departments are gonna remain suspended during phase two. We certainly know our senior population is a very vulnerable population, so we're gonna continue to um, not have those programs during phase two. Um, transit, we're still asking everyone to wear a mask. Barrier shields have been installed to protect the riders and drivers. And Citizens of, citizen affairs will begin issuing permits again, with the caveat that it has to comply with phase two guidelines, remi- remi- uh, reminding everyone that carnivals, fairs, contact sports, indoor live entertainment is still not allowed. So um, if you can fit into a phase two guideline for permitting, we're asking you to submit a plan as to how you would adhere to social distancing guidelines, but those certainly will be considered now under phase two. And Jeff Cap and our um, community um, development program will have emergency rent, mortgage assistance, bill assistance, and senior food vouchers. Um, Program available so please everybody go to the website and look at that and we'll get more information out about those applications um, Happening and just a reminder that testing is done. We're still doing testing every um, Monday to Saturday this Saturday we're going to take off because of the weather so um, We're still doing daily testing except for this weekend. We're going to take off 18 and older um, Just a form of ID of Louisiana um, Residency is required and I would like to take the time also to say Woodmere is free testing today Terrytown Golden Age Center on um, June 4th to, to June 5th, Johnny Bright June 9th to June 10th, and New Hope Community Baptist Church in Kenner June 12th. So these are us trying to get testing out um, into communities and thank you to all the teams who have been able to um, put these sites up very quickly and break them down and our partners LCMC and Ashner Ford doing that. Um, as you mentioned Mr. Chairman, Tropical Storm Cristobal is out in um, And there we don't know what's going to happen, probably making landfall Monday around 1 a.m. was the latest, so please stay in touch. Um, Last week we opened up a text alert um, for Spanish-speaking citizens. If you could text the JP Noticias to 888-777, especially now with hurricane season, please, for any Spanish-speaking individuals, make use of that new resource that we're um, making available to you so um, you know the latest. And then I just also wanted to mention, because some of the... um, Items and I know the council has been very much on the forefront of this, Um, um, Councilman Edwards and Councilman Van Rankin on the elections task force. So um, for this election cycle, and and there's uh, an August 15th election that is very important to us in the parish, we do not want to have polling locations at nursing homes. Um, We feel that's a dangerous situation. So Metairie Manor is going to be voting at a polling location at Phoebe Hurst, Wynhoven Assisted Living at John Errett, Somerville assisted living at Chateau Elementary and Westminster Towers at um, Clancy Majority. And I know you all have been on the forefront of making those changes, so um, thank you for that. Again, we do have on the ballot um, our East Bank Consolidated Fire Department, our solid waste collection, uh, Millage Renewal, East Jefferson General Hospital, SAIL, um, as well as uh, Playground District in Grand Isle. And um, also, um, please fill out the census, the Jefferson Parish response rate is still just at 61 percent. And certainly last but not least, I know my comments are, are kind of long today and I apologize for that, but number 87 and number 88 on the um, agenda is our Jefferson Parish pilot automatic water reading program. We are trying to take the, our, our water department to get to automatic readers. This is a no-cost um, pilot that we're doing with two different companies. One. Um, based on radio radio activity, one based on cellular cellular activity. Um, It's going to be a six-month pilot with 52 meters, so we look forward to the results of that so we can um, plan to take the water department to the next level. So um, thank you for that. Thank you, Mr. Chairman.
0: And Madam President, I know we did a similar program on Grand Isle, and I think it's been a success. Uh, especially since it's such a rural area uh, for the parish. So looking forward to that yes. and getting true time readings for our constituents on meters. You know, so. but Anyway, um, I'd like to, uh, on per- personal privilege, I'd like to yield the mic to uh, Councilman Byron Lee.
4: Thank you. The last words when we pledge via the national anthem is one nation under God with liberty and justice for all one nation, under God, with liberty and justice for all. On May 25th, George Floyd was killed unfairly. And as many of you have watched television, you've seen uh, the number of protests, most of which have been peaceful. Some have, in uh, some which have included people who had ill intentions. And, uh and who should not have been involved with it because they were distorting the message of those whose messages peer in that we have to change. His death is a human tragedy, not a black tragedy, not a minority tragedy, it's an American tragedy. Because we all are affected by it, we all are impacted by it. Love, compassion, and understanding is required if we're going to meet those lofty goals of one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. I would like to say to my colleagues and say to those in Jefferson Parish, we can't turn our eyes and ears away from what has occurred. This is real. If we want to heal this nation, we have to do better i like to commend my parish president and our parish president for speaking kind words and speaking the truth at our press conference uh, the other day uh, when we met to talk about uh, the, uh, the the fall and talk about the hurricane season and the storms that was was approaching us. And some may say it wasn't the appropriate time, but I want to thank you. For sharing those words and your viewpoints, that what occurred was wrong. Law enforcement has to recognize its flaws. Racial profiling is wrong. Killing innocent people is wrong. It matters not what the race is. People do things, people make mistakes, people have bad intentions. But if we Believe one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. We will all say that we as individuals are going to take a stance against things that we know are wrong. And so I just wanted to make sure that while I've been largely silent, I've been thinking quite a bit about what has occurred, and not only there, but also what's going on nationwide. And I ask for you all to follow your convictions on matters, not just the George Floyd uh, killing, but also all those matters that uh, when there are people who perpetrate on others, every community has to look within itself and make adjustments to bad behaviors and find ways to show love and compassion. So whereas we all can live under that creed of one nation, under God, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you.
0: I thank you Councilman Lee for your words. Uh, Now we're at the uh, part of our agenda where people wishing to appear uh, in public and regarding a resolution uh, on the agenda or the addendum agenda. Um, You do have a new procedure where you have to fill out a card to speak uh, if you would like to, if you haven't filled so out so one, there's in the back where uh, you can fill one out. Uh, this actually tells us uh, if you'd like to speak, your comment uh, you'd like to speak on, uh, and that you factually believe what you're saying is the truth uh, to the Council as a whole. Uh, and you will have three minutes to speak as such on, on the topics on the addendum agenda, uh, as well as the agenda on resolutions. And you will turn them into the clerk. Is someone in the back, Madam Clerk? Or? We're going to go. Okay. And, and the Madam Clerk will read them, especially with social distancing, we'll read the names and call you to the microphone uh, one at a time. And please bear with us because this is truly the first meeting. This is being used uh, without a Zoom and uh, virtual. And let, let me stay while we're waiting for the clerk to uh, gather the, the cards. We will be taking uh, items number 11 and 57 out of order uh, after this portion that's dealing with uh, Cornerstone, just so you may know uh, if you're willing, waiting to speak on that as well, so we don't catch you off guard on that. Madam Clerk, you're, you're still waiting?
11: Yes, because she has to run the, the okay. clock.
0: Once again, you do have three minutes on each one of these items if, uh, to speak. Yes.
11: Go ahead, Madam Clerk. Mr. Brad Myers.
0: This is on a resolution, Mr. Myers. Yeah, I, I, obviously
2: misunderstood. I thought we had to, I'm speaking on the cornerstone um Okay. Proposal, right. we'll,
0: we'll call you back up then. Okay. That's fine.
11: Okay. He has listed items number 11 and 57. 57 is a resolution, so.
0: Okay. That's fine.
11: Sean Ward.
0: Same thing. Same thing.
11: Okay, all of these are going to be on Cornerstone. Um, let's see. And, okay. Uh, Miss Kimberly Burbank. And I'm sorry, she's got here for a re-subdivision. She's gonna have to wait for the ordinance.
0: Al Morella. Al Morella. <clears throat> Al Morella,
3: 4260 East Loyola Drive, 5th District Kenner, 4th District Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 48 years. Resolution number 40, 41, 42, change orders. Resolution 57, Cornerstone. Resolution 58, uh, another change order. And 62, an increase in the consultant fee. I'd like to get an explanation on these change orders, why it's increasing. 40, 88,135, 41, 20,503, 42, uh, 46,560, uh, and 58. Is 184,495, and 62 is 50, roughly 15,000 in a consultant in uh, a consultant fee. Pretty sure it is 57 cornerstone. I oppose this resolution and any resolution and any ordinance that that allows this chemical plant to expand its facilities and produce more product. Now, I'd like to get an explanation on these change orders.
0: Um, Madam President, do you all have someone that can address the change orders? Mr. Drews is
12: coming up. Thank you, Mr. Okay, thank you.
6: I can speak on 40. Uh, 40, Mr. Morella, is a change order related to our new Bucktown um, Marsh Walk. When the um, boardwalk was built, it had to tie into the existing pedestrian path on the levee. We noticed that the ADA slope was not exactly as it needed to be. So, we had to make sure that the concrete um, was tying in seamlessly in a way that is ADA compliant. So, we had to bust up a little of the concrete, redo it to make sure that it did tie in and was ADA compliant. So, that's what this change order is about. Um, that's been done, and now the boardwalk is open and accessible to everyone.
9: If I may, Council Chairman. Yes. Yield. On number 58, uh, that's related to ADA. Um, the ADA reconstruction at Lafreniere. If you don't mind, I already asked the council chairman to pull that out so we can discuss that and have a presentation made on those at that part of the agenda. Okay. So it'll be discussed, I think it'll answer all your questions on that one.
0: So I don't know what that leaves left for your questions,
13: Mr. Mark. I ordinate a little bit of 40, and 62. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Forty, in addition to the ADA compliance, uh, what happened was the original plans based on information showed that the riprap below the boardwalk was only two and a half feet thick. Uh, Actually in certain spots it was found to be 12 to 15 feet thick, which meant the pile driving. We had to do additional time and materials to punch through that riprap, and that was a significant portion of actually that boardwalk change order. With regard to 42, that's the Marrero Wastewater Treatment Administration Building. Uh, Based on our old records, uh, water line was uh, identified in a location that obviously wasn't under the building. But of course, when we went to start the foundation work, we found that that old water line actually was under the building footprint. So we had to relocate that water line, and that was the uh, cost involved for that change order. With regard to item number 62, it's a North Holland drainage improvement project. Uh, basically, we're putting in a larger size pipe, which is is going to, you know, cause us to have to replace some concrete pavement where we re- put the pipe in. Uh, after going out into the field, uh, you know, during the design process, we realized that there were a significant amount of additional panels not directly affected by the drainage, but adjacent that we would have to tie into, so we decided let's add that work to this project, get it all done at one time. And so, of course, uh, that wasn't in the original design scope, so we added that in uh, an appropriate fee for the consultant to add that to the design plans.
12: Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right, thank you, Mr. Morell. Uh,
10: Madam Clerk?
12: I think there was one more, Mr. Chairman.
10: Mr. Uh, will address 41. Uh,
0: Okay, Mr. Webber.
14: Hey, Council members. Uh, basically, is, uh item number 41, which is a renovation project at the Avondale Gym. Uh, it was like six components that we needed to have work that we had to have done. Um, the bleachers came, and they wasn't motorized, and we uh, made a motorized so that uh, no one would hurt themselves pulling it out. Uh, as well as end uh, curtains to keep the kids from going up under there. That was one of the items. One of the other items was some paintwork that needed to be done, and we couldn't get in-house staff because of the virus. Um, so the contractor did that in order to put in an acoustical seal. ceiling. Um, there was a door that was cut out. There was some conduit in the way that we didn't know was fed underground. It had to be rerouted. And... Um, there was a concrete slab next to a block wall that the joint seal had given away that needed to be replaced to keep the water from coming in. Okay. Right. Any other?
0: Thank you, Madam. Thank you very much. Madam Clerk, one more?
11: Um, no, sir. All, all the remaining items are going to be ordinances. Okay.
0: All righty. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that brings us to our next item. Uh, I have a, any, any Councilman Byron Lee in here, He's, We have a a notation here that we will uh, suspend the rules and take 11 and 57 out of order. Uh, Any objection or motion by Councilman Byron Lee, second by Councilman Template to take agenda items number 11 and 57 regarding Cornerstone Chemical Company out of order. Hearing none, so ordered. So now, Madam Clerk, uh, we're sitting now... um, on the special zoning ordinances uh, dealing with uh, item number 11. Can you please read?
11: An ordinance amending the special permitted use, SPU, approved under docket number FL 217, Ordinance 25299, to build additional process vessels and construct a new hydrogen cyanide plant at Cornerstone Chemical Company's Four Manufacturing Complex, Located at one zero eight zero zero River Road on Lot One, Cornerstone Subdivision, bounded by River Road, the Union Pacific Railroad, South Kenner Avenue, the Fourche Heights, owned by Cornerstone Chemical Company, which is zoned M two Industrial District, Council District Three.
0: Okay, before we open up the public hearing on on this uh, ordinance. Uh, We had asked, the council as a whole had asked uh, Cornerstone to to give us a presentation uh, as well as we had public requesting that as well. So if you please give us a presentation on this before we uh, enter into the public hearing. And state your name too uh, as well. Do you need some assistance? Do you need some assistance? No, Anthony had set it up. Like I said, that's one of these fluid situations we have to learn back how to get back into.
2: Okay, I'm ready as soon as I can put it on the screen. I think I'm here. We go. Good morning, Mr. Chairman, Council members. Um, Madam President, my name is Brad Myers, and I appreciate this opportunity to speak to you today on behalf of Cornerstone Chemical Company. Uh, First, I want to thank you all uh, for the hard work that you and all of the parish employees have put in in the attempts to limit the impact of COVID-19 on the citizens of Jefferson Parish. I also want to thank you um, for being open to attempts to resolve issues that were raised regarding our SPU. The resolution of these issues will ensure the health and safety of both the environment and everyone in Jefferson Parish. At the same time, it will promote uh, economic growth. Cornerstone uh, has been in operation at the Forche Manufacturing uh, Complex on, on approximately 80 acres. Uh, near Wagman since 1963, or I'm sorry, since 1953. Since 1911, um, since 2011, uh, Cornerstone um, has been the owner and operator of the facility, and many of the employees of Cornerstone not only work uh, there and here in Jefferson Parish, but also are residents of the parish. Cornerstone has had a significant economic impact in the parish for years. Uh, The passage of the SPU ordinance will allow Cornerstone to continue modernizing its facilities to make them safer than they already are and to expand the economic impact with the creation of 70, approximately 70 permanent jobs. In addition, there will be about 240 contract jobs during the construction phase of the project. The project will also have an added value to the Jefferson Parish economy of approximately $13 million, which does not include taxes paid by Cornerstone, its employees, or the on-site tenant companies. Cornerstone is also a dedicated community partner and a corporate good citizen. It has, among other things, uh, been actively involved in the community uh, by adopting two schools donating money to another 10 schools for reading programs and sponsoring STEM workshops in conjunction with the World War II Museum. One of the things that is sometimes lost when we talk about chemical manufacturing facilities is that they make products that improve the quality of people's lives and are good for society and benefit society. Cornerstone has safely produced acrylonitrile, melamine, sulfuric acid, HCN, and urea for decades. These products are sometimes called building block chemicals that are used to make products that we use in our everyday lives. In the automotive industry, the aerospace industry, for water treatment, for coatings and laminates, and then, and in the pulp and paper industry. The high quality acrylonitrile that we produce is used to make carbon fibers for ar- aircraft uh, like the new Boeing and Airbus lightweight aircraft and for use by the U.S. military. The hydrocyanic acid and sulfuric acid that we produce are used in making protective barriers like the ones in front of me and those in between each of you. Cornerstone has embarked on a multi-million dollar program to upgrade and modernize its facility to make them safer to operate while remaining a competitive and viable contributor to the local economy. The upgrades to the acrylonitrile production facility will result in the production of less HCN as a co-product. The new HCN facility will simply replace the loss of co-product and will only generate enough HCN to be consumed on site. I think it's important um, to to emphasize uh, these three points, that the upgrade, to the facility, will not increase the amount of HCN over that which is consumed on-site. Uh, secondly, all of the HCN that is produced on-site is for consumption of on-site tenants. In other words, it won't be shipped off by rail car or tank car. It will remain on-site. And third, the HCN is not stored on-site. It's all consumed in the manufacturing process. The HCN facility, the yellow square, um, represents the location of where the HCN facility will be built. It will be built in basically the center of the 800-acre footprint of the Cornerstone facility and hundreds of yards from any fence line. This is a conceptual view of what the HCN plant will look like after it's constructed. It will will use state-of-the-art technology from the world leader in this business. In conjunction with that company, the project has gone through numerous design, safety, and engineering reviews to make sure the project will be constructed and operated to meet or exceed state and federal safety and environmental standards and to address the concerns raised by the council when the original SPU was revoked. And we're going to come back to this slide in a minute, but you'll notice the round circle is where the two process vessels that we um, propose to to construct uh, will be located. The unit, as I mentioned, will have two small process vessels, each with a total capacity of less than 5,000 gallons, which is less than the capacity of a standard tank truck that you drive next to every day on the interstate, um, or that you see delivering gas to the local Circle K. In my case, I didn't drive next to them, they were zipping by me on the interstate, clearly exceeding the speed limit. The, as I mentioned, these are not uh, storage tanks, but but are needed to safely operate the unit. One of the tanks will be completely empty except during the startup and shutdown of the unit. The other tank will only be partially full during the operation of the unit to safely allow the product to be moved from the processing unit to the on-site tenant. As I mentioned, the, the round circle represents the location of where the process vessels Will be. They will be located in a concrete containment area uh, that has a water deluge system to control vapors in the event a release occurs so that any emissions can be managed on site. Uh, There will also be continuous monitoring for HCN. There will be monitors inside the containment area on the perimeter of the vessel and on each of the employees. Who works in that unit uh, so that we are able to immediately detect any release, no matter how small, so that it can be managed on site. Cornerstone has been a good corporate citizen for over 60 years. Um, We request that you approve the SPU ordinance and agree to settle the litigation uh, so that we are able to upgrade our facility to make it safer than it already is, and that will, it will allow us to operate as a good corporate citizen and community partner for another 60 years and beyond. I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have.
0: Thank, right thank you very back. much. All right, at, at this moment then we'll, we'll officially open the public hearing on item, uh, summary number item uh, 25426. Uh, oh, anyone uh, wishing to have public comment uh, in favor, uh, please come forward. Uh, we'll allow 15 minutes uh, for people uh, in favor and 15 minutes for those who oppose. Uh, You can accumulate your time amongst yourself, uh, but you will have 15 minutes for and 15 minutes against. But right now we're uh, hearing the the clock are starting on the 15 minutes for. Please state your name.
15: Good morning, Amanda Herner, Director of Membership for the Jefferson Chamber. Um, I'm here today on behalf of the Jefferson Chamber President, Todd Murphy. He had an unavoidable family situation that required his attention this morning, so I'm here to deliver the following statement. Dear members of the council, I write this morning to ask that you move to put this legal situation behind us. During the past year and a half, this council and the previous council has had much transparent and deliberate conversations and debate with all the stakeholders involved. And while it is unfortunate that the situation turned into a legal proceeding, it is fortunate that you, as elected leaders, have been able to work out an agreement that is amiable to both sides. According to recent council agendas, the agreement at hand has been discussed in several executive sessions, and we trust that it entails give and take from both sides to assure public health and safety concerns alongside economic growth for the good of our parish. Several of our members and members of this council have had the opportunity to tour the Cornerstone facility and learn more about the products produced at the plant, like cell phone cases and plexiglass, a product certainly in high demand right now. One of the big takeaways of the educational visit to the plant was to learn that for different reasons and disciplines, the plant is regulated by 14 different agencies. The concerns over the past year have centered around public safety and as a parish's top hazardous materials officer last March, This upgrade will actually make the mid-50s facility safer. We appreciate the concerns for safety and encourage the parish to continue to, to work for a safe environment for all trade sectors, and at the same time, to recognize and balance the jobs and commerce created by industry. Thank you for your service, and thank you for allowing this process.
0: Go sir, and state
16: your name so we make sure you have a card filed. Yes, sir, I filled out a card. Okay, right. um, uh, my name is um, Michael Zogby, I'm a resident of Wagman, Louisiana. Uh, I have four years of uh, experience in the chemical industry uh, and an engineering degree from Louisiana State University. Uh, after learning about the exciting opportunities at Cornerstone, uh, I landed a job with them. Uh, I decided to move to Wagman only a few miles away from the site. Uh, knowing the site is comprised of good people who prioritize safety, it was an easy decision for me and my family. As a community member and worker in the chemical industry, I ask you to please approve items 11 and 57 in support of Cornerstone. I learned of a misconception from a few residents of Wagaman that Cornerstone's introducing HCN to the site for the first time by way of this permit. The truth is that Cornerstone has been safely operating with HCN for over 60 years as we saw in the presentation. The goal of our production facility is to ensure safe operations for ourselves and our surrounding community. In order to be successful in safe operations, it is imperative that we do everything we can to mitigate risk by using every technological advancement and industry-leading best practice at our disposal. By denying this permit, you're denying the opportunity for Cornerstone to upgrade and modernize the existing facility to a state-of-the-art condition. Not only will this stimulate local economy, but will also ensure safe and reliable operations for years to come. Thank you for your time.
0: Thank you,
8: sir. Hi, my name's Kent Finger. I live at 300 Orpheum in Metairie. Um, My wife Elizabeth and I have lived on Orpheum in Metairie for over 25 years as I've worked at the plant. Um, we're very thankful to raise our family in this wonderful place. Um, we have a son that just um, finished 10th grade, so he'll be a junior next year. And um, and I'm very thankful to have this great place to work. I've been at the plant for 28 years. I'm very proud of my coworkers. I'm proud of the work that we do. Uh, I'm in maintenance, so it's our job to make sure the plant stays reliable and safe. And I know, I know from personal experience that we do exactly that. We keep the plant safe for ourselves and everybody in this community. And I'd also like to say that I'm second generation at the plant. My dad worked for this company his entire career over 40 years. Um, He was at the plant in 1954 when it started manufacturing. it's allowed him and my mom to raise nine children. I'm number seven out of nine. And I'm happy to say my mom's still with us. She's, she lives on Bonnable in Metairie. And so this, this plant's been very important to our family for over 65 years. And I'm very glad to be here today in support of
0: Cornerstone. Thank you. Thank you very much. Please state your name.
17: Good morning. My name is Ray Milligan. I'm a resident of Wagaman for the past 59 years. I'd like to thank the council for the opportunity to voice my input regarding their cornerstone proposal to build a new and improved safer HN facility. I know you have heard over the time and we hear people for and against the proposal. The sad part is a lot of people don't have the facts regarding the facility or the possible threats to their families. So I have some facts to go over and ask the Council to make a decision that is not emotional or political-based, but one that is fact-based for the safety of the surrounding communities. Lesser known and frequent mistake facts. Cornerstone formerly SciTech and American Cyanide, has been producing safely HCN and Wagman since 1953. And according to the advocate paper dated April 27, 2019 from DEQ, Reports no one has died or suffered severe injury due to cyanide accidents. Number two, the facility will not increase the amount of HCN currently generated but maintain the current volume of HCN produced. HCN will not be shipped off site or stored on site. All HCN manufactured on site remains on site for the use in manufacturing other products. There will not be massive storage tanks as you just heard. But the holding tanks are about the size of an average residential backyard swimming pool. Actually, from what I just heard, now even smaller. HCN will be produced as a near real-time supply as needed and holding tanks used for temporary holding of HCN only. The odors that I've heard on several occasions in the last meeting also, the smell from multiple sources, including barges being loaded and offloaded on the river, local treatment plants and garbage dump not Cornerstone. Fact supporting proposal. Rejection of this proposal puts our community and environment at more risk by allowing the possibility of Cornerstone to have the HCN railed and or trucked into the facility. According to the Advocate newspaper dated April 27, 2019, three Union Pacific train cars carrying hydrogen cyanide derailed in Avondale. We cannot afford this possibility. Increased risk of handling HCN if railed or trucked into the facility were offloading for storage. Producing HCN in a controlled and regulated environment is much safer for our families than the alternatives of HCN being moved through our communities in an uncontrolled environment by rail or truck. Proposed HCN facility modernizations will be state of the art and make the facility even safer by including advanced safety environmental protection technology. Remember, this is not a proposal to add HCN as a new product for Cornerstone, but to maintain the current production level. Cornerstone is not introducing new products, but making their facility safer to pre- protect the employees, the community, and the environment. The facility has been successfully handling HCN for nearly 60 years and will continue to handle HCN. The choice of the parish council must make is to have the ACCN produced in a facility safely in a new controlled environment designed to help improve the safety of our families or the possible alternative of uncontrolled and uncontained dangers of trucking or railing that has also increased the risk of hailing. Please take in consideration the additional risks to the surrounding communities with the hazards of a train accident or tanker leak or a truck accident on River Road, Clearview Parkway, I-10, Highway 90, that jeopardizes the safety of our surrounding communities when deciding to propose or support this proposal. Would you rather have a facility producing HCN in a safe, secure manner, as it has for the past 60 years, or have it traveling through your local streets and communities? In closing, I hope many people that oppose this now realize that HCN has been produced safely in Wagman for 60 years. There will be no additional HCN produced than what was already being produced, and most importantly, that it will improve the safety of the community, environment, and workers at the facility. Please do not be naive in thinking that trucking or railing of of HCN is not a possibility if this is rejected. Council members, please do not let the pressure from the rich, powerful attorneys or emotional-based people cloud your judgment and approve this amendment for one simple reason, the safety and well-being of our community. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, Is there anyone else willing, wanting to speak in favor? You have roughly five minutes left.
2: Mr. Chairman, we would would like to reserve that time to respond if that's permissible.
0: Is that legally, can I get a legal opinion on that?
2: I will tell you this, the agenda says we can do that. Okay,
0: all right, then. Yes, yes, Yes. okay, that's permissible. So we'll hold the five minutes for a response. Uh, Now, we're at the point to where uh, those who oppose, you will have 15 minutes uh, for your opposition uh, in any order you'd like.
18: Good morning, my name is Lisa Carlin. So, uh, the number one polluter in Jefferson Parish wants to build a cyanide plant in the middle of four existing chemical plants that have had serious EPA, LDEQ, OSHA, and railroad safety violations. Now we saw another diagram and some of you who were on the council prior to this, uh, you've seen those diagrams before, they're not to scale. So I just looked up how much a tanker truck holds, it holds up to 9,100 gallons. So I have to agree with Ray that the amount of uh, cyanide to be stored is more like a big swimming pool rather than one of these um, small vessels next to a tanker truck. Now they wanna assure us that you know, cyanide is not dangerous, but they can't control things like human error and equipment malfunction let alone hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding, and lightning strikes. Now they're saying that, you know, well Ray is saying this, that they're gonna bring in cyanide by truck or train. Now they wouldn't be able to do it because once it got in there, they'd have to store it. And for that you would need the bulk storage SPU amendment and that would be denied. Now I expected to see the chamber here today because Cornerstone can't find anyone who supports a cyanide plant other than its employees and people connected to Cornerstone. So Cornerstone is a member of the Chamber and its COO is on the Chamber's Board of Directors. Now you may have seen the Chamber's TV commercial where a Cornerstone nurse says, we live here, we invest here. She actually lives 38 miles away from Cornerstone, down in Raceland, so she's investing in Lafourche Parish. She should have said that a very small percentage of Cornerstone's workforce works even around the plant or even in Jefferson Parish for that matter. You received the list at the last meeting, 29 out of 500 employees, that's about 5% that live in Jefferson Parish. Now in the most recent batch of emails in support of a cyanide plant, they're from Cornerstone's vendors in Baton Rouge, Orleans Parish, and Texas. So far, we still haven't had a single unbiased citizen come forward to say they're in favor of a cyanide plant. Now in his letter to Mayor Cantrell recently, Mr. Murphy wrote that the Chamber has nearly 1,000 members. Now, according to Jedco, there are 14,114 businesses in Jefferson Parish. So the Chamber's membership consists of less than 7% of the businesses in Jefferson Parish. Now, our air quality group has over 2,800 members, and we've talked to a lot of business owners in Jefferson Parish, and many of us are business owners ourselves. We've also talked to people in the Chamber. You know, everyone has said, well, they're all for economic development, a cyanide plant. I'm not sure what happened here. Um, I live on a street that's about six blocks long. The people on my street, just my street, pay more in property taxes than Cornerstone now pays. And if the cyanide plant is approved, it will be exempt from property taxes for at least 10 years. Now, the creation of 15 new jobs does not even begin to offset that. That's the number in their LDEQ permit. So now we hear it's 70, so. Now, and it's great that Cornerstone gives pencils with its name on it to the kids at the school and gave a hose to the fire department. A lot of businesses give back to the community. And you know, they make the sneeze guards and these things that we have here, they make the chemicals that go into these. The same chemicals are polluting our air and causing or contributing to cancer and respiratory disorders, including COVID-19. You know, Wagaman is one of the hotspots, you know, for COVID, and this is straight-up incidence data. You know, if it was population-adjusted, it would be even worse. There is a connection between pollution and COVID. So, Councilman Walker, I just wanted to say that your video updates and your, your graphs that you put out are very, very helpful. I really appreciate that. And I also want to commend both the council and administration for your COVID response. You know, everything from the JP alerts to the testing that you've done to the food and mask donations, and especially like blood donations, um, you're leading by example. Now the proposed resolution states that a cyanide plant and storage tanks will promote our health, safety, and general welfare. I don't know how, in good conscience, you can approve a resolution with this wording in it. Now the code of ordinances says that an SPU should not be detrimental to the public welfare will not cause depreciation of property values, and will advance the prosperity and general welfare of the community. Now an SPU for a cyanide plant and storage tanks doesn't even meet one of these criteria. One thing that the community wants, but will never have if there is a cyanide plant, is peace of mind. You know, we don't wanna live a life of worry that something is going to happen. With a cyanide plant, there is no chance of escape. Now the council's job is to protect the public. You've received an abundance of evidence, you know, that the SPU was not revoked arbitrarily and that there's no basis for the damage claims. Do the right thing, don't agree to the proposed settlement. Let this proceed in the courtroom. As you know, the citizens aren't afraid about going up against Cornerstone in court and you shouldn't be either. Thank you.
0: Yes, ma'am, just state your name for the record.
18: I'm Michelle Chosvitch. I live in
0: 9547 River Road in Wagaman. I am a resident of Wagaman, and I am not naive enough to believe that there hasn't been cyanide there. But according to the ordinance, on, um, it's stating that this is not a modernization that they are looking for new. The way it's written, cyanide plant. So
7: those terms right there are going to make a lot of people question what they are actually trying to do. And that's what we need to clarify. We need transparency, and we need people to n- understand really what's going on.
19: Thank you. All
0: right, thank you. Ma'am, just state your name for the record.
19: I'm Jenny Zimmer. I live at 9213 Rosecrest Lane in River Ridge. Mr. Yura, when we met on March 26, you said you wanted Cornerstone to be a good neighbor. Council, I'm very sorry that they chose expensive litigation instead of a dialogue with its citizens. Now I'd like to make a few points. Cornerstone repeatedly has said that it has, saf- has safely produced cyanide for decades. In August 2017, Cornerstone Chemical reported a release of ac- acrylonitrile, but it wasn't acrylonitrile. It was actually one pound of hydrogen cyanide that drained out because a valve was inadvertently left open. Human error. The worker in the room collapsed and was unconscious. This incident illustrates just how dangerous hydrogen cyanide is. The cyanide plant will produce 50 million pounds of cyanide per year. That's 167,000 pounds per day, every single day of the year. A one pound release of cyanide made a worker lose consciousness, so imagine what a bigger release would do. Jefferson Parish does not have sufficient first responder and medical personnel that could handle a mass casualty event like this. Another example, Cornerstone released 234 pounds of cyanide, eight times the permitted daily maximum, and pound, 715 pounds of acrylonitrile, which is 250 times the permitted daily maximum into the Mississippi River over a 48-hour period. That's our drinking water. Cyanide is not like other chemicals. It boils at just 78 degrees Fahrenheit and becomes lethal cyanide gas. In 2017, a lightning strike at Cornerstone caused power outages throughout the plant and tripped the cooling fans, releasing 285 pounds of ammonia into our air. Imagine what would happen with a cyanide plant and cyanide storage tanks when the power goes out. In the past year, Cornerstone has had releases of sulfuric acid multiple times. Sulfur trioxide, ammonium carbonate, and ammonia. They'll say that there were no off-site impacts, but how do they know since no air, t- air testing was conducted? The LDEQ air monitor in Wagama became operational in February of 2020. To date, we have been in the yellow zone for air quality about half the time, and always when the wind is blowing from the northwest, which is where Cornerstone is located. We should be in the green zone, and we should be able to breathe clean air. Lastly, section three of the resolution states that the SPU is for the site plan. Section four refers to it as the master site plan. However, the SPU FL-4-17, on page two number eight states that the applicant is required to request for another amendment to the site plan when the design for the HCN plan is final plan is finalized. So if this resolution is approved today, Cornerstone will still need still need to request another amendment to the design plan, correct? I'm asking.
0: I'd have-
19: They don't? Hydrogen cyanide is not safe. We do not want it. Thank you for your time.
0: Thank you, ma'am. Al
3: Morella, 4260 East Loyola Drive, 5th District Kenner, 4th District unincorporated, Incorporated, Jefferson, 48 years. Um, First of all, I want to respond to the last speaker that was up here that supports this expansion of this chemical plant, when he stated that some of the people don't have the facts? Well, let me give him some facts, okay? Number one, last year when that permit was rescinded by this council, uh, it was discovered that there was a release of sulfuric acid at that plant, and some of the employees had to be rushed to the hospital. That's fact number one. Fact number two, uh, you know, we got a diverse uh, group of residents who live in that corridor. But unfortunately, the majority of the residents who live in what they call Cancer Alley is African-American. 32% of the population in the state is African-Americans. But 70% of the people that's being affected by the COVID-19 is African-Americans. And I want to give him another fact. At the last meeting, you had an environmental lawyer address this council. And this council is responsible for the safety of the people of Jefferson Parish. And it's incumbent on this council to make sure that the LDEQ is doing what they're supposed to do. The responsibility lies with this council. This is the words of an environmental lawyer at the last meeting meeting. As far as this threat of transporting these chemicals by rail if they don't get their way, let me tell Cornerstone something. You can't do anything if the council says you will not transport these chemicals by rail and put the people of Jefferson Parish safety and their health in jeopardy. So let's understand that right now, Cornerstone. You're not going to do what you want around here, and you're not going to hold this over the, this council's head and threaten the people of Jefferson Parish endanger their safety by transporting this in another means if you don't get your way. Anybody got any comments, any
20: questions? Thank you.
0: P- please state your name for the record, and you have three minutes left.
20: Hi, my name is Kelly Nose. I live at 133 Rex Drive in River Ridge. I'm a 36-year resident of Jefferson Parish, and I want to state for the record that we, the majority of the great Jefferson Parish citizens who live within the five-mile kill zone radius of Cornerstone do not want the council members to approve this SPU permit for the new hydrogen cyanide plan or the HCN storage vessels for Cornerstone. Second of all, uh, we the citizens of Jefferson Parish who live within the killing zone of Cornerstone and surrounding residential areas. Did not appreciate the board members and advisory board members of Wegman Civic Association, Wegman Foundations Committee, uh, written by Ray uh, Milliken, posted by Sheila Spiraccia, uh in consent with be Bernard Menge, uh, and a few other board members, and uh, possibly Tom Muir, of C- COO of Cornerstone, uh, Todd Murphy of Jefferson Parish Chamber of Commerce, and Jack Coe, and anyone else that was involved in posting Wegman Civic Association Facebook site, uh, lies, propaganda, and fear mongering tactics, and trying to intimidate uh, citizens of Wegman and surrounding uh, uh, communities. It's disgusting and childish, and all, all should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, you're supposed to be uh, trustworthy leaders, uh, not ch- children. It should be taken down off the Wegman Civic Association Facebook site. Third, we just had a JP election voting on council members and parish presidents and why was an spu for cornerstone's new H.E. plant and uh, storage vessels placed on the ballot for the great citizens of jefferson parish to vote for against for or against uh, i know that there uh, was a lawsuit but according to lawyers in our surrounding areas and lawsuit uh, they said that the lawsuit was frivolous at best just like the amendment uh, the amended spu you are all voting on today. It is vague, especially in the size and the capacity of the vessels. At the last Wegman playground meeting, we, the citizens, asked Tom, you a COO of Cornerstone, and his representatives to sign a contract stating that uh, uh, if, he, uh, if the Cornerstone uh, new hydrogen cyanide plant storage vessels was approved, he would not off-site and sell the HCN product to outside chemical plants. Or industrial facilities. You have 30 his seconds. His, my God, really? Uh, he and his Cornerstone representatives <laughs> refuse. Uh, that's not being a good neighbor. I'd like the councilman at this time to ask uh, the representatives here uh, that are representing Cornerstone right now to sign a contract or have the council members ask them to sign a contract saying they're not going to offsite this because there's a worldwide market right now for HCN products. And that's what Mr. Year's ultimate goal is. To obtain the new permit to sell HCN product and others off-site to facilities. After he gets approved and uh, able to build HCN to plant and storage f- uh, f- vessels. Today right now, Tom Yura is- uh, uh, Your time
0: is, is, up, is up, sir. Thank you. All right, now we have five minutes left for rebuttal. Good morning. State your name please.
21: John Ward, HSSE Director of Cornerstone Chemical. First, uh, I'd like to thank the 500 plus Cornerstone employees who work hard every day to make uh, manufactured products that are essential to everyday life. I'd also like to thank our neighbors and our community leaders that we've been working with to continue to get input to help us improve and maintain our privilege to operate in a community. And third, I'd like to thank the parish officials. When you begin a SPU process, there are many people on the parish level that uh, review plans and documents. And this just a few include the planning department, the emergency responders, the HAZMAT, environmental, the code enforcement, um, council members and executive staff. So, all of our plans uh, previous to this SPU, including this SPU, and future SPUs are reviewed by uh, all these uh, parish uh, officials, and we thank you for that. A couple of things, a couple of notes as rebuttal. Some of the statements that were made today were either factually inaccurate or taken out of context. And as Cornerstone, we're a very transparent company and always um, available to answer questions on any of these specific items. One of note was the number of employees that uh, reside in Jefferson Parish. We had 29 email responses, I believe, for the last parish council meeting. We actually have 120 employees or workers that live in Jefferson Parish. So I just wanted to correct that statement. Also, there have been notes uh, during the council discussions concerning uh, reporting and our permits. So we continue uh, each day to be a good uh, community citizen and neighbor. We maintain our privilege to operate by adhering to regulatory requirements and permits. If we vary from these requirements, we report them out. We have a strong culture of reporting, even erring on the side of caution and over-reporting at times. We do this to protect our community, our neighbors, and our people. We continue to work on projects and site synergies to more efficiently utilize natural resources, energy, and raw materials, which in turn is beneficial to the environment. There are a number of projects and and products that we make that uh, in the the previous slides that you see are are very beneficial to the environment. So in closing, I just want to thank the council again for your consideration of uh, the settlement, and uh, thank our neighbors for their input uh, during the process as we've uh, worked through to this point. So thank you again.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, at this point now, we'd like to close the public hearing on uh, item, item number 25426, but I would like to at this moment call Steve Mutz, uh, the Jefferson Parish hazmat expert, uh, to give us a report or uh, information
22: concerning this issue. I'm Steve Mutz. I'm the hazards material risk coordinator for Jefferson Parish. Alex Gorman is the assistant. The two of us make up the hazmat unit for Jefferson Parish. Um, Our main responsibility is the safety of our first responders. Beyond that, the safety of the community and the environment. We had some issues with the previous ownership of this facility when it was that we felt that they weren't keeping up with the maintenance issues. When Cornerstone came in, we implored them to upgrade this facility and handle up on their maintenance. I think this is a sign that that's happening. A lot of times uh, the, the negative to the plant has been about the cyanide. Well, they already produce cyanide that's not going away what we look at is the safety of it and that means new and new technology new plant and that's why we had no problem with this facility going forward and to use an analogy and I'm stealing this you're looking at a 53 Chevrolet and think about an automobile in the 50s and the safety features on it. And then think of all of the safety devices on a n- new automobile. It's the same in all aspects of these plants.
0: Do you have any questions? Yes, let me ask. So, so basically, your professional opinion this would be an a, a improvement for Jefferson Parish's safety uh, if this would go forward? Absolutely. It's a no-brainer. All right. Does anyone have any questions for Mr. Mutz? Council Chairman. Huh? I'm sorry, you do? Uh, Councilman Impastato?
9: You may have said this, and I missed it, Mr. Mutes, but you not only are, you know, our hazmat representative for the parish in charge of analyzing these kinds of um, permit requests and the safety of this area, but you also have a personal stake in this area, don't you? Mm-hmm. Don't you live... <laughs>
22: Well, I, I grew up in, in Live Oak Manor subdivision in Wagaman. With yeah. uh, f- the first 14 years of my life, and I'm familiar with the plan.
9: That's what I mean. I mean, it, so at, in your professional opinion, and also in what you believe is in the best interest of the community, you believe this is appropriate, as you did
23: Absolutely. a few years ago.
22: Absolutely, I haven't wavered. Okay. Thank you.
23: I'd like to recognize Councilman Walker. Since Cornerstone took over the plant, how many problems have you had? How many issues with Cornerstone where there's been the public safety involved?
22: That we've had to respond
23: to? Two. And to what degree were those no emergencies? O-
22: no issues? off-site impact.
23: You maintain that this new facility would, as you said before, be safer and more secure than what is there now? Oh,
22: absolutely. Thank
23: you.
0: All right, th- thank you very much. Uh, at this moment, uh, Councilman Byron Lee.
4: Yes, thank you. Uh, before I move forward, uh, I would like to yield to uh, uh, Councilman Impostato. I believe he, you. If
9: you want to open, I, I just at some point would like to make some comments. So.
4: Okay, all right. Uh, I've had an opportunity to review this uh, from all uh, lenses, if you will. And uh, before we move forward, uh, we before we moved forward, we wanted to make sure that the public had an opportunity for his input. It was on the last council meeting. We deferred it uh, uh, because uh, uh, Councilman uh, Dino Bonanno asked for it, and it was the right thing to do. And so I'm thankful for this deliberative process and that we are here today and able to discuss it in public. And uh, before I move, uh, uh, Mr. Impostato, if you want to
9: have something to say. If if that's okay with the two district councilmen. Yeah, Yeah, I just, you know, many of my comments will be similar to those I made a year ago uh, when this, give or take, when this issue was was addressed by the prior council. From a philosophical standpoint, I will say I probably agree with the opponents uh, on this issue more so than the proponents. Um, Things that Ms. Carlin, Ms. Zimmer said philosophically, um, I happen to absolutely agree with and if in the sense that if someone were to come today and say we want to build a a new cyanide plant we want to start up a business and get a permit to start producing hazardous chemicals in Jefferson Parish um, I would have a problem with that that's a challenge for all the reasons dictated I understand that Um, and I live in this community my family's in this community my livelihood is spent um, holding companies like Cornerstone accountable for uh, their failures and their and their inability when it comes up to um, to activate and implement the appropriate safety practices, unfortunately, this is not that is not the situation we 're presented with you know we 're not in a situation i mean we don 't have a, a Delorean and a flux capacitor bring us back to one thousand nine hundred and fifty three <laughs> and look at this anew, we don't. Um, That's unfortunate. Uh, And I'm not questioning the judgment of the parish in 1953 at all um, when Dominic Jr. was barely around. (laughs) But uh, we're not in that situation. Uh, We are in a situation where we're left with a plant that was built in 1953 producing this very hazardous chemical starting back then when the name cyanide was even in the name of the company. (laughs) So we know it wasn't a secret Um, What we also know is that when this upgrade and this renovation was proposed that all of the safety concerns and the safety personnel involved and parish uh, directors and appointees who are charged with the responsibility of upholding the safety of our community all said this was in the best interest of the community to upgrade because to me what I think is most important in the, in the interest of public safety and protecting the safety of our community is making sure that the state-of-the-art technology is put into place. And thankfully, because of all of this, um, the public meetings and the, and the, the lawsuit and everything that's gone on, we've had the opportunity to spend gov- roughly two years poring over and digging into every single detail of this, not just emotionally and psychologically, but scientifically, medically, technologically. And all indications and all assurances were made, and and this is based on those assurances, that the amount of hydrogen cyanide that has been produced for 50-plus years will not increase. Uh, They were asked, uh, Cornerstone was put on the spot. Can you guarantee that? And I don't know how else, other than with the billboards they've put up, saying specifically that, I don't know how else they could um, assure that than they already have. Um, if they go to increase it, it has to come back before this council anew. They have to get the permit amended to increase beyond what is currently being produced. Um, additionally, the as far as the first responders, well that's what our HAZMAT, Mr. Mutes and, and his department, that is what they're charged with the responsibility to do, to do, is to determine and analyze whether these renovations will in fact uh, allow or put our first responders at risk for failing, for being unable to respond to a disaster if it happens. And they've said no, in fact, this makes it better for us. Uh, so they've answered that question. Fence line monitoring was a constant discussion over the course of these uh, these last two years. Well, what we've learned is there are 36 monitors within the production portion of this facility, of the Den Center facility. Fact of the matter is what we've learned and what we've gotten the technological guarantee of is that these monitors catch any release long before it ever released, reaches the fence line. So in fact, it's fence line monitoring to the 10th power. It's even better, uh, far better than even what was being requested. So at every step, it appears technologically and scientifically that the concerns of the community uh, are satisfied or more than satisfied, again, under the lens of and under the under, with the understanding that unfortunately, we are not in a position to be able to say no producing hydrogen cyanide at this plant. We're not. That is not legally possible. That was never on the table. That was never an option. It was in 1953. It's not today. So in the interest of public safety only, it's not about the chamber. It's not about economic development. It's not about any of that. It's about, for me, it's about public safety. And that's why I voted against the revocation a year ago. And I will be for uh, these two items um, to resolve this matter and make sure that our community is in the safest uh, position possible. Councilman Bonanno and Councilman Lee, thank you for your, um,
1: for you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Council Chairman.
0: Councilman Bonanno.
1: This is a very, very complicated issue. <clears throat> Over the course of the last few months, I've spent many, many hours studying this issue and meeting with both sides. And there are pros and cons in this debate for both. Unfortunately for us as a parish council, we're left in a very precarious legal position, especially by my predecessor. But it it was made clear to me during my campaign as I walked the streets of my district, went to civic associations, and met with the day-to-day, which is the ordinary citizen. that they don't want to be burdened any longer with an additional chemical plant, no matter what it is. That was made clear to me by the citizens of District 2. And I made a commitment to them then And I always stand by my commitments that I will not vote for any new chemical facilities in this parish. And for that reason, I am not in support of this proposition. Uh, I want to thank all my colleagues for all their due diligence in this matter, and I ask them to vote their conscience. This is not an easy issue for anyone on this council. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Ms. Bonanno. And I I would just like to comment and and add to Councilman Byron Lee's uh, words, We did defer this last council meeting, but we've deferred this three council meetings. Uh, This came up in the first pandemic uh, council meeting where we held the first live virtual council meeting. And we have deferred it on purpose because we wanted to make sure the public had the opportunity to come out and comment other than doing a virtual council meeting. Uh, And uh, we've had over 100 emails that were read into the record at, at the last two meetings. Uh, far and against, uh, a, with a lot of information, which over two and a half hours of information that was read into the minutes. So this has not been something that we have all taken lightly, having heard from the public, uh, as well as today hearing from the pros and cons, far and against. Uh, and I just wanted to make sure that was on the record, that we have received and put in the minutes many emails, and I think there's some today that are actually being put in the minutes that aren't being read out loud uh, because we have the live council meeting today. And I I would like to uh, yield to Councilman Walker.
23: Uh, I'll be brief. I just wanted to say that since I've been on this council beginning January 8th, I've heard the passion on both sides, a lot of passion on both sides of this issue. I would much rather deal with a mess that I helped create rather than one that, dropped in our laps from a previous council. Um, it's it's challenging, to say the least. And as a parish-wide representative, I think it's incumbent upon me to do, as I said in the campaign, the right thing for the majority of the people in the parish most of the time. And if I can do that, then I feel like we've done a good job and I can sleep well at night. This issue, um, backtracking, I would have been with Councilman Impastato, had I been on the council last year in voting to not revoke this permit, because I felt like once it was given, by taking it back, it exposed this parish to a tremendous amount of legal liability. And that's where we are today. And our legal counsel has virtually assured us that we don't have a very good chance to win any lawsuit that would proceed in court. The parish could be exposed from anywhere to 10 to $50 million in liability. And to do the fiscally responsible thing for the parish is important. That's one side of this. The other side is doing what's right for the community. And I know I'm prepared to be called names after this. I'm prepared to be vilified on social media, as I have been already, before I even made a decision about this issue. Um, I've been called corrupt. And just like everybody else, and same old, same old, when I haven't even touched this issue yet. So I can only imagine what awaits after today. I do support this, both of these items, for this reason. Hydrogen cyanide has been produced there for 50-plus years at that plant. It will continue to be produced there, and it will be done in a safer and more modern way. I think a lot of what I've heard from the opposition has been about we don't want this in our backyard. We don't want hydrogen cyanide. Ms. Zimmer said hydrogen cyanide is not safe. We do not want it. It will be there, as we've heard. It's not going anywhere. So I believe the best thing to do as a council is to make it as safe as it can possibly be while it is being manufactured on that site. This isn't a we want cornerstone out of here argument. This is an argument about making cornerstone as good and as strong as it can be moving forward. Mr. Morella said earlier that the responsibility lies with this council to do the right thing. And I believe in the overall interest of this parish, both fiscally and environmentally, that this is the right thing for us to do. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Councilman Walker. Uh, Councilman Lee, your motion? Yes, with that being said, much has been said by all. uh, I move uh, to approve both the ordinance and resolution. Uh, Any objection to the adoption of summary number 25426 on motion by Lee, second by Template.
1: Mr. Chairman, I would vote that we uh, have a roll call.
0: You object. Object, okay. We have have an objection. Okay, uh, we have... uh, an option now to please vote your machine uh, that's in front of you, yay or nay. Madam Clerk, can you read the results?
11: And the results are that the motion passed.
0: Motion is passed. One. <coughs> Thank you very much. On to item number 57, resolution.
11: A resolution authorizing a settlement in the lawsuit entitled Cornerstone Chemical Company versus the Parish of Jefferson and the Jefferson Parish Council, Twenty Fourth JDC Number Seven Nine Three Nine Four Eight Division L.
1: All
0: right. We've had many, a lot of discussion on this. Uh, Councilman Lee, you motion, move. Move. Uh, Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Lee, second by template? Hearing hearing none, so ordered.
1: Just to clarify, Mr. Chairman, this is actually, now that the uh, previous matter was approved, this is the actual settlement.
0: Correct. All right, hearing none, so ordered. I will go back now to the regular agenda on items. Uh, let's see, where are we? We're going to wait to go into Executive Session at Round 12. Uh, Madam, we're on deferred items. Item number one uh, is a notation that we will defer. Yes, sir. Okay, any objection to deferral summary on item number 25468 to June 24, 2020? On motion by... Edwards, second by template. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, that, that brings us now to the uh, public appearance uh, agenda. Let's see. Madam Clerk, could you please read item number four, sum, summary number 25450, and we can uh, we can wa- waive, waive the reading. as in my notes show.
11: Yes, sir. Resub of Lot 3A, Shimberty Park Subdivision, Lot EQ, and Parcels AABBDD, Ludger Fourche Plantation Subdivision, ES20419PF, Council District 2.
0: All right, we are now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25450. Uh, anyone willing to speak in favor, please come forward. Anyone wishing to speak in opposition? Oh, I'm sorry, in favor. Sir, please state your name. Did you sign a card to speak as well? Yes, sir, I did on both okay. this
8: and item number 8 as well. I'll okay. Consolidate the comments because they're actually the same if you'd like. Okay, okay. that's fine. Um, The purpose of this request, obviously, and and as well as the request on item number eight, are to consolidate multiple lots of property into larger lots for the purpose of sale, um, and really, in the case of number four, to get it back into meaningful commerce. Um, uh, Otherwise, I'm here to answer any questions that anyone on the council may have about this matter.
0: You know, this item number four on the question. Thank, Thank you very much. Anyone uh, here that wish to speak opposed? Madam Clerk, no, no one that spoke opposed. Uh, move for approval. Move for approval by Councilman Bonanno. Any objection or adoption summary number 25450 on motion by Banano, second by template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, summary number item number five, uh, summary 25460. You can waive the reading on this as well.
11: Resub the former railroad right of way, portions of land also known as parcel 11, 3, and parcel 12, 1, a portion of a 30 foot road and north portion of original square 122, Shrewsbury subdivision, ES 520. Council District 2.
0: Right, we now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25460. If anyone would like to speak in favor, please come forward. If anybody is in opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has appeared. Uh, Any objection to summary item number 25460 on motion by Banano, second by template.
1: Before we move on this matter, just want to thank both the developer and the neighbors. We held a meeting last night with neighborhood from the Gilmore subdivision and the developers, and, and everybody came to an agreement that this is what's best for the area. So with that, I move for approval.
0: Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number six, summary number 25461. Uh, we can waive the reading on this as well.
11: Resub of lots three, four, and five, square 15, Claiborne Parkway Subdivision, ES30, 20 council district 2
0: we're now opening a public hearing on number 25461 anyone in favor please come forward anyone opposed please come forward madam clerk please note no one has come up here. uh oh, councilman banano uh, any objection to adoption of summary number 25461 a motion by banano second by template Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Madam Clerk, I have a notation that item number seven is to be deferred. Yes, sir. Any objection to deferral of summary number two five four six two to six twenty four twenty twenty? A motion by Councilwoman Van Vranken, second by template. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number eight. Summary number 25463, we can waive the reading on this as well.
11: Resub of lots 15 through 31, square 356, Hesmer Form Subdivision, ES 1220, Council District 5.
0: Oh, we're now opening the public hearing on summary number 25463. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, no, no one has appeared. Councilwoman Van Branken?
6: Move for approval.
0: Move for approval. Any objection of adoption summary number 25463 on motion by Councilwoman Van Branken, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Reclassification of zoning and land use. Uh, Madam Clerk, item number nine.
11: Amending the official zoning map for former railroad right-of-way portions of land, also known as parcel... 11-3 11-3 and parcels 12-1, a portion of a 30-foot road and the north portion of original square 122, Shrewsbury Subdivision, proposed lots B1 through B6, C1 and through C8, and D1 through D6, Mont Industrial Park Subdivision, more particularly amending the zoning from R1A to M1, EZ120, Council District 2.
0: We're now opening a public hearing on summary item number 25464. Anyone wishing to speak in favor, please come forward. If anyone opposes, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has come to the mic. Council District. Two. Move for approval. Moved by Councilman Bonanno. Any objection to adoption of summary number 25464? A motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. I have a notation. Item number 10 is to be deferred. Uh, any objection to the deferral item number 25465 624 2020 On motion by Councilwoman Van Branken, uh, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Madam Clerk, let's see. Um, we need to go to 50, no, we got to now go back to item number one, or?
11: No, sir, no. item number 12.
0: Item number 12, okay, I'm sorry. I have a deferred uh, on number 12, is that correct? All right, uh, any objection to deferral item summary 25466 to 6242020 On motion by Walker, second by Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, I think we have a changing street name ordinance. Yes,
21: sir.
0: Madam Clerk, could you please read item number 13? Is that...
11: (coughs) Renaming the East Jefferson General Hospital service road located between and adjacent to East Jefferson General Hospital and the Suburban Canal from its intersection with Ithaca Street To its intersection with West Esplanade Avenue in Metairie, Louisiana, as Healthcare Heroes Way, Metairie, Louisiana, in honor of all healthcare workers and first responders who dedicate their lives to ensure the health, safety, and wellness of our community. Council District Five.
0: We're now opening public hearing on summary number two five four six seven. Anyone opposed? I mean, in favor? Please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has come to opposition or in favor. Um, Councilwoman Van Branken.
6: I know all of us uh, were raised well by our parents to say um, thank you and something simple as that. And and this is a way for us to simply say thank you um, because since our our world has been threatened by COVID-19, we have seen the, the heroics Um, at our local hospitals and East Jefferson General Hospital has been there for this community since 1971. And particularly in these past months, we have seen um, each and every doctor, each and every nurse, each and every part of the community at that hospital at East Jefferson, keeping it sanitary, providing for our health. So this is a simple way to recognize and say thank you by changing uh, the street that runs along the canal there by East Jefferson. To healthcare, hero, healthcare heroes' way, and uh, of course we'll um, celebrate a, a sign unveiling at the appropriate time at that location.
0: Well, thank you, and I, I think, I think when approvals. you came to, all your colleagues we were overwhelmingly supporting this idea, and thank you so much for recognizing our heroes. Uh, we have a motion by Councilwoman Van Branken. Uh, any objection to the adoption of summary number two five four seven zero on motion by? Oh, I'm sorry, is that? I'm I'm sorry, 25464 on motion by Councilwoman Van Branken, second by template, hearing and so ordered. See, I caught myself there. Mm
11: -hmm. Okay,
0: Madam Clerk, item number 14.
11: Adding the fines and hearing costs imposed by the administrative hearing officer pursuant to Louisiana LSA revised statute 13, colon 2575 and Jefferson Parish Ordinances, section 2.51 at SEC. For buildings, dwellings, and other structures which had become derelict and presented a danger to the health and welfare of the residents of Jefferson Parish under sections 1946 at Sec of the Code of Ordinances of Jefferson Parish to the annual ad valorem tax
15: bills.
0: We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25470. Uh, Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has appeared. Any objection to the adoption of summary number 25470 on motion by Walker, second by template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number 15.
11: Summary number 25471 adding the demolition and removal charges for building, dwelling, and other structures, which has become derelict and presented a danger to the health and welfare of the residents of Jefferson Parish under Section 19-53 of the Code of Ordinances of Jefferson Parish to to the annual ad valorem tax bills of the property involved.
0: Uh, We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25471. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, no, no one has appeared. Any objection to the adoption of Summary Number 25471 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Temple, Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, I have a notation that Summary Item Number 25472 is to be canceled. Yes, sir. Is that correct? Okay. That is. This is a, actually a duplicate, so Any objection to the motion to cancel summary item number 25472 on motion by Walker, second by template, hearing none so ordered. Madam Clerk, please read item number 17.
11: Summary number 25473, amend ordinance number 14796, the pay plan for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to create the new job classifications of account clerk one Central Finance Office, Account Clerk 2, Central Finance Office, Accountant 1, Central Finance Office, and Accountant 2, Central Finance Office, and delete the classification, Accountant Special Programs.
0: Uh, We're now opening the public hearing on Summary Number 25473. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Any objection to adoption summary number 25473, on motion by Walker, second by Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number 18.
11: Summary number 25474, amend ordinance number 14796, the pay plan for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to revise the pay grade assignment for the class of information specialist.
0: We're now opening a public hearing on, on item number 25474. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please, no, no one has appeared. Any objection to the adoption of no, summary number 25474, motion by Walker, second by Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number 19.
11: Summary number 25475, amend ordinance number 4074, the personnel rules for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to amend rule 7, section 5.32.
0: All right, we're now opening public hearing on summary item number 25475, uh, anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Any objection to the adoption of summary number 25475 on motion by Walker, second by template. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Madam Clerk, item number 20, and uh, I think there's an amendment.
11: Yes, sir. Um, it's in an ordinance amending the 2020 operating budget of Jefferson Parish and the amendment is under Parks Fund and it's reducing um, the appropriated amount from 88296 to $48,296 and uh, transferring it to 40000 to the YMCA for swim lessons.
0: Any objections to the amendment on summary number 25476 being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Any objections of the adoption of the amendment? Summary number 25476, on motion by Walker, second by Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, We're now opening the public hearing on summary number 25476, uh, as amended. Anyone uh, would like to speak in favor, please come forward. Anyone would like to oppose, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Any objection to the adoption of summary number 25476 as amended on motion by Walker, second by Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, that brings us to uh, item number 21, which also has an amendment
11: an ordinance amending the 2020 capital budget of Jefferson Parish. And the amendment is under um, title, East Bank Playground Capital Improvements. And again, it's um, reducing the um, amount of $88,296 for Williams Playlot Totlot to $48,296. And... um, The remaining 40000 is to go to the YMCA for swim lessons. Uh,
0: Any objection to the amendment of summary number 25477 being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Any objection to the adoption of amendment summary number 25477 on motion by Walker or second by Template? Hearing none, so ordered. We're now opening a public hearing on summary number 25477 as amended. Uh, anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has appeared. Uh, any objection to adoption of summary number 25477 as amended on motion by Walker, second by template? Hearing none, so ordered. A resolution and motions from the floor. Call the roll, I guess.
11: Yes, sir. Councilman Template.
0: I think I have a a few.
11: Yes, sir. I have one.
0: Okay, that's fine
11: a resolution urging the Louisiana congressional delegation to support and sponsor legislation to aid in removing the current cap related to Gulf of Mexico Energy Security Act, Go Mesa, and increase the percentage calculation for Gulf states.
0: Any objection to, by any council members, this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered. We're now opening to public hearing uh, Who allowed uh, any public comment on such resolution? Please come to the mic. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by template, second by Walker? Hearing none, so ordered.
11: Councilman Walker. I have none. Councilman Impostata.
9: I believe I have two. Yes, sir. If you would mind reading them, please
11: a resolution changing the polling place location for precinct K003 in Jefferson Parish from Somerville Assisted Living Center to Chateau Estates Elementary School.
0: Okay, is there any objection by any council member this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered, we're now open to public hearing. Uh, If anyone would like to comment, please come to the mic. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Uh, You have anything on your resolution? Just
9: real quick, this is pertains to the opening comments made by the Parish President Lee Shang. Uh, And just for anybody who's watching, please be aware, pay attention to your polling locations as elections are are forthcoming. Uh, One of the things that one of the groups that was put together, the task forces, as uh, Parish President Lee Shang mentioned, uh, Chairman Councilman Edwards and uh, Councilwoman Van Vranken have been working on this. Please, even if your, your precinct is not one of these mentioned, before this next election comes, look for your, your precinct and make sure that everything, uh, everything is the same or as you expect, uh, because some things with elections might be uh, slightly different. So with that, uh, motion to approve.
0: Motion by Councilman Impostata. Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Impostata and second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered, Madam Clerk
11: a resolution changing the polling place location for Precinct K025 in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, from Westminster Towers to Clancy Maggiore Elementary School for the Arts.
0: Any objection by Council Members? This resolution being brought from the floor. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, we're now open the public comment period. If anyone would like to comment on such resolution, please come to the mic. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Impostata? So moved. All right, any objection to the adoption of resolution on motion by Councilman Impostata, second by template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk?
11: Councilwoman Van Franken.
6: I have three. Uh, The first is a similar resolution, changing the polling place location for precinct 70 in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. Council District 5. So, again, for anyone listening, if you um, usually vote at Metairie Manor, you will be voting at Phoebe Hearst Elementary School. So this will change the polling location.
0: Any objection by any council members, this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered. We're now open to public hearing. Requesting anyone with comments, please come to the mic. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has appeared. Councilwoman Van Rankin? Move for approval. Move for approval. Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Templett. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk.
6: Uh, resolution authorizing a settlement of property maintenance zoning and quality of life liens against 3801 Bovee Street, Lot A, Square F, Metairie Terrace Subdivision.
0: Any objection by any council members, this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing unso ordered. Uh, would anyone like to appear on subject matter concerning this resolution? Please step forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has come to the mic. Madam.
6: Move for approval.
0: Okay. Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing unso ordered.
6: And the last uh, resolution from the floor is something we touched on at the start of the meeting. It is a resolution declaring the second Sunday of June annually as Fly a Kite Day in Metairie, beginning with June 14th of this year, 2020, which is further declared as Worldwide Frontline Kites Day to thank all frontline workers defending against the COVID-19 global pandemic and commending 12-year-old Metairie resident Isabel Camenzuli as founder of Frontline Kites for inspiring people everywhere to be united, appreciative, and embracing the child in all of us on National Children's Day.
0: Uh, I will note I'll be going out and buying a kite.
6: I bought mine yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> any objection uh, by any council members, this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, anyone requesting to speak on such resolution Please come to the mic. Madam Clerk, make note that no one has appeared.
6: I move for approval.
0: Uh, Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Branken? Second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. I thought you'd tell somebody to go fly a kite. Go fly a kite. In
6: a positive
11: way. I thought
0: I'd tell them that. I just held my mouth, held my tongue. All right.
11: Councilman Edwards.
10: I have one and a joint resolution with Councilwoman Van Franken. Would you read them please? Is there, There's another
2: one. Okay. you got? The joint the joint resolution with okay. the, uh, the sign, I mean the, uh, the uh, Okay.
10: Oh yes. I have two and a joint one. If you read them, please?
11: I'm I've got you uh, yes sir. I got three total. Three okay. three total. A resolution requesting Louisiana State Attorney General to issue an expedited written opinion indicating whether voters can be required to wear a face mask and or undergo temperature checks prior to being allowed entry to a government building to cast their vote.
0: Okay, any objection by any council members this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, we're now opening the public hearing portion of this resolution. If anyone had any comments, please step forward to the mic. Madam Clerk, please note no one has stepped forward. Move adoption. Okay. Uh, Councilman Edwards moves any objection to the adoption of a resolution or motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Temple Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk.
11: A resolution changing the polling place, locations for precincts 246 and 247 in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana from Jean Lafitte Town Hall to Lafitte Barataria Crown Point Volunteer Fire Company and um, for polling place 247 from Jean Lafitte Town Hall to Lafitte Barataria Crown Point Volunteer Fire Company.
0: Uh, Any objection uh, from any council members this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, we're now opening a public hearing on such resolution. If anyone has any comments, please step to the mic. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has come forward. Move adoption. Councilman Edwards moves forward. And Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. I'd just like to comment. I, I think those are one of the ones that where a polling place was basically moved back after the handicap accessibility was addressed. Right. You know, so that, that, that's a good thing. Uh, anything else?
11: Yes, sir. A resolution granting permission to Arden Cahill Academy to erect temporary signs adverta- advertising their Camp Corral 2020 Summer Camp.
0: Any objection by any council members of this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered. We're now opening the public hearing portion of this resolution. If you have any comments, please step to the mic. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has stepped to the mic.
21: Move adoption.
0: A move by Councilman Edwards. Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Edwards? Second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none so ordered.
11: Councilman Bonanno. Yes, sir. A resolution granting permission to NOLA Gold Rugby to hold a draft party for Major League Rugby's inaugural collegiate draft on June 13, 2020, from 2 p.m. until 8 p.m. at the Shrine on the Airline, uh, provided that all necessary permits have been obtained.
1: As we all know, we have our first-ever professional rugby team in Jefferson Parish, and like all spring sports, they had their season cut short by this pandemic. So they want to use this opportunity to educate people in Jefferson Parish a little bit about uh, rugby. Myself, I don't know a whole lot about it. They're going to use all the, r- r- the guidelines for social distancing, but at uh, the on Airline on that date, they can invite people to come out and watch the draft, but they can do some demonstrations on the field and teach people a little bit about rugby. So if you are interested in it, I encourage you to intend. Move, on, move for approval.
9: Will yep, you be doing the demonstrations?
1: me myself uh, I'll be throwing the football I don't know if I'll be running with it
0: well, what, 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 they don't actually throw it they lateral it and
1: <laughs> hence my, <laughs> hence okay, my I, ignorance I, of the okay. sport All right.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> any, uh, any objection from council members this resolution being brought from the floor hearing none so ordered uh, we're now opening the public meeting portion of this resolution if anyone would like to comment please step to the mic Madam Clerk, please note that no one has stepped to the mic. Uh, Councilman Dino Bonanno, we move forward. Uh, any objection to the adoption of resolution by Councilman Dino Bonanno? Second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so
11: ordered. Councilman Lee. I have two. Yes, sir. A resolution changing the polling place location for Precinct 183 in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, from Winehoven Apartments to John Errett High School.
0: Any objection by any council members to this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered. We're now opening the public hearing portion of this resolution. If you'd like to have any comments, please step to the mic. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has appeared. Councilman Lee, move. Uh, any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Lee? Second by Councilman Template. Hearing none so ordered.
11: A resolution of no objection to the location and use of a snowball stand at 922 Brown Avenue, Harvey, Louisiana, to be operated by Mrs. Regina Williams from June 3, 2020 to October 31, 2020.
0: Any objection to resolution, uh, any objection by any council members is being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. We're now open to public hearing On such resolution, if you have any comments, please step to the mic. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has appeared. Byron, Councilman Lee? Move. Uh, Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Lee? Second by template. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk?
11: I have completed the roll.
0: Thank you you very much. This uh, brings us to consent agenda number one. I have on my notes um, items number twenty-three through fifty-two and consent agenda. Any objection to the adoption of consent agenda I, I consent agenda items number twenty-three to fifty-two in globo on motion by Walker, second by template. Hearing none so ordered. Um, Oh, yeah, no, all right, all right. We're going to go now back to executive session. Um, Madam Clerk, could you please read item number two?
11: A resolution authorizing the council to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning the lawsuit entitled Ella Hill versus Consolidated Jefferson Recreational and Community Center and Playground District of the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, Rosethorn Playground, 24th JDC, number 777-274, Division G.
0: Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Walker, second by template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk?
11: a resolution authorizing the council to go into executive session as authorized by Louisiana Revised Statute 46, 1073B to discuss and or develop marketing strategies and strategic plans for Jefferson Parish Hospital and Health Services District Number 2.
0: Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, Second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. So now we're now in executive session. Yeah,
16: fine. I
0: Are y'all ready?
9: (laughs) We'll
0: go ahead and convene after executive session. Madam Clerk, do we have any resolutions out of executive session? Try it. Hold on. Try it now.
11: Here we go a resolution authorizing a settlement in the lawsuit entitled Ella Hill versus Consolidated Jefferson Recreational and Community Center and Playground District of the Parish of Jefferson State of Louisiana Rosethorn Playground 24th JDC number 777-274 Division G
0: any objection of adopting resolution from executive session on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, I think that brings us now to item 53.
11: Yes, sir. Uh, a resolution naming the official journal of Jefferson Parish for the co- contract year beginning July 1, 2020, and ending June 30, 2021. And we have received um, one submittal timely, and it's sealed. And it's from the New Orleans Advocate.
0: Since your owner received one proposal, do you still have to go in the back and review it? Um, by legal? That
11: is, that is the usual procedure. Okay. Um, and...
0: I would give it to the parish attorney's office as well as uh, research.
11: And the um, rate um, that is being offered um, is $4.62 per column inch.
0: Please review it and get back to us before the end of the council meeting. Okay, Madam Clerk, item
11: number 54. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms established for routine engineering services which cost under $300,000 for sewage projects which services will be required for professional and supplemental services for the improvements to the West Napoleon lift station.
0: Councilwoman Van Ranken.
6: Selecting ECM.
0: ECM. Any objections to, se- to the selection of ECM on motion by Councilwoman Van Vranken, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Madam Clerk, I have a note that item 55 is to be deferred. Yes, sir. Uh, any objection to the deferral of item number 55 to 624 2020 on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, number 56.
11: A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms for routine engineering services, which cost under $300,000 for professional engineering services to perform a, a hydraulic and hy- hydrologic and hydraulic study of the Avondale and Bridge City area, Council District 2.
0: Council Member Move on BBEC. Councilman Bonanno moves on BBEC. Any objection to the selection of BBEC on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number 57.
11: A resolution authorizing a settlement in the lawsuit entitled, uh, we, uh, we've already adopted 57.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, we did that. I'm sorry. Uh, We've already handled that. I know we don't want to look at it again. No, sir. (laughs)
11: Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, That brings us to uh, in global uh, items number 58 to 91 can be adopted in global, excluding, uh, uh, let's see, cancellation of item number 61? Yes, sir. uh, And 67, as well as deferral of item number 65 to 624, 2020. So, is there any objection to the adoption of item number 58 through 90?
23: 90 91.
0: With, I'm sorry, to 91, is it with the cancellation of item number 61 and 67, and a deferral of item number 65 to 624 2020, on motion by Walker, second by template. Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman? Yes.
9: If I may, could we just. Uh, get some clarification on 58. I mean I'm fine with the adoption but just uh, some explanation on the change order um, for the public, if you don't mind. Okay, Mr. Webb, uh, this relates, this is a change order for the ADA improvements at Lafreniere Park to, by way of refresher for anybody who's watching. Um, unfortunately, the, the park was cited several years ago, maybe eight or ten years ago for uh, ADA non-compliance. It was actually the result of a lawsuit. Uh, we have since undergone uh, a roughly $1.5 million uh, ADA compliance order with the, federal, with the federal court system. And in the course of that, the low bid on that was Jay Calderera. In the course of their work, they've identified a few items that were not uncovered before. One of these is the subject of this change order. Mr. Webb, could you just give a little bit of an explanation as to uh, what this change order is for?
14: Sure, Councilman. Uh, basically, what happened was one of the items that was cited was the entrance to the foundation center. And right when we got started on the project, uh, the staff took us in the back and noticed that the ramps and uh, steps had sunk uh, down almost four inches. So this wasn't in the project, but you could get in the building, but you couldn't get out in the back to the court courtyard area for weddings and and receptions and stuff. So it had to be replaced.
9: Because if not, it was in non-compliance with ADA itself.
14: Correct, and then so what happened basically, we put it all on on a power support system so it doesn't do it again. All
9: right, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Councilman.
0: I, you're welcome, and actually I had a notation for you to speak on that. And That's apologize. fine, but it's approved. All right, uh, now, we're now to the addendum agenda, Madam Clerk. Uh, and I have a notation here that uh, we can take in global one through seven be adopted in global excluding item number three which will be deferred is that correct
11: and item number two needs an amendment
0: and item number two needs an amendment so we're we going to withdraw number two to do the yes. amendment yes sir. okay all right. all right let's let's do that any objection to the adoption uh, of addendum agenda item one through seven withdrawing number two for an amendment Uh, and deferring number three, on motion by Walker, second by template. Hearing none so ordered. Let's go to item number two with the amendment. Um, And
11: it's granting permission... Uh, and the amendment it reads as follows, granting permission to C3 Presents to hold a drive-in music concert on June 19 and June 26, 2020, from 6 p.m. until 8 p.m. in the Zephyr Field parking lot without any alcohol or concession stale- sales. It was a name change from Live Nation to C3 Presents.
0: It was more clerical.
11: Uh, changing the name of the uh, event holder.
1: Mr. Chairman, if I can, C3 is just a division of Live Nation, and they just preferred that the uh, resolution name them because they are the ones, that's the entity that actually has an agreement with the LSED to use the parking lot for this event.
0: Okay. Is there any objection from the the amendment being brought from the floor? by And and council members, hearing none, so ordered, uh, I have a motion by Councilman Bonanno to adopt item number two with amendments uh, as amended. With amendments, correct? As amended. As amended. As amended. Uh, a- any objection?
23: Hearing on so ordered. And for clarification, Councilman, there's no parish money involved in this. I know we discussed it yesterday, but publicly to to let everybody know that.
1: Yeah, there's no parish money involved, and as we move forward into Phase 2, we're being contacted by groups that want to use venues that have open-air opportunities where people can social distance to put on different entertainment venues, and Live Nation is, C3, is a division of C3, and they want to get back into the business of having some live music events, and Zephyr Field offers that opportunity. They'll have some big video boards. Um, one car will occupy three spots, which is gonna be really neat, and you'll have the three different locations at um, the Shrine on Airline to watch the different music events, and they'll be announcing the acts that will be performing on those nights. There won't be any concessions, You'll tune into an FM radio station they provide, so the band itself won't have amplifiers, but you'll listen to it on your car and in your car and look at it on the screen. So it's going to be a really unique opportunity for families in Jefferson Parish to see some venues and some entertainment we haven't been able to see in the last three months.
0: Yeah, and if I, if I may comment, uh, I was privileged to be in those conversations with this. Look, one of the things, and look, we've run some large music venues in Jefferson Parish, uh, music is the heart and soul of our area, uh, and this this is not about meeting with them, it's not about making a dollar, it's about keeping something alive, keeping the music alive, giving the local bands and the local entertainment the opportunity to, to show their music, to case their music. Uh, and uh, I think we're very proud when we met to, to, to try to offer this and work with them to make this happen. Uh, the, and the, the three parking spots was basically where you have one parking spot for your vehicle one parking uh, with the other middle parking spots for you to gather and the third parking spot was a buffer uh, and uh, and the largest vehicle is an SUV that they, that they will be allowing so that, you know this is keeping uh, the heart and soul of music alive and we're proud to be able to do it together and bring it in Jefferson Powers um all right, Madam Clerk, uh, we're now at item number seven in dis- uh, the special districts. Yes. Yes, sir. Item number, uh, uh, item number eight. eight. Yeah, item
11: number eight. A resolution approving an agreement between Joseph P. Lepento III in his capacity as sheriff of the Parish of Jefferson and the Jefferson Parish Communications District to provide for personnel cooperation uh, for the district.
0: All right. Any objection to the adoption of the resolution on motion by Walker, second by Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number nine.
11: A resolution approving an agreement between Joseph P. Lepento III, in his capacity as Sheriff of the Parish of Jefferson, and the Jefferson Parish Communications District to continue dispatching law enforcement and EMS dispatch services from the Jefferson Parish Communication District.
0: Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing no so ordered, Madam Clerk number 10.
11: A resolution approving an agreement between Joseph P. Lepinto III in his capacity as Sheriff of the Parish of Jefferson and the Jefferson Parish Communications District for the continued operation and maintenance of the Jefferson Parish Enhanced 911 Computer Aided Dispatch Center.
0: Any objection to the adoption of resolution on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template, Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 11.
11: A resolution approving an agreement between Joseph P. Lepento III in his capacity as Sheriff of the Parish of Jefferson and the Jefferson Parish Communications District to provide for personnel cooperation for the district.
0: Any objection to adoption of resolution on motion by Walker, second by Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk.
11: Item number twelve: A resolution ratifying the attached agreement between Joseph P. Lupinto III, in his capacity as Sheriff of Jefferson Parish and Jefferson Parish Communication District, to continue to provide for personnel cooperation to provide maintenance and technical support for the nine one one dispatch facility.
0: Any objection of the adoption of resolution on motion by Walker, second by Template? Hearing none, so ordered, Madam Clerk, number 13.
11: A resolution approving an agreement between Joseph P. Lepento III in his capacity as Sheriff of the Parish of Jefferson and the Jefferson Parish Communications District to provide for the services of the training coordinator and quality assurance and or quality control manager for the district.
0: That was item number 13? Yes, sir. Okay. um, Any objection to the adoption of resolution by... Councilman Walker, second by Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Number 14.
11: A resolution authorizing the Transformix Smart Net Renewal to maintain network security and stability for the Jefferson Parish Communication District.
0: Any objection to adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Temple Hearing none, so ordered. We're now seated as Jefferson Parish Special District's regular agenda. Item number 93, Madam?
11: I have a notation that we're to defer.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, I don't have that down here. Uh, is there any objection to deferring item number 93 on motion by Walker, second by template?
11: Um, and I need you to make the motion with the date to defer to 62420.
0: Okay, any objection to the, uh, to the deferral of item number 93? Uh, to be deferred to, one again?
11: June
0: 24. Okay, Ju- June 24, 2020. Um, s- on motion by Walker, second by Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, 90- 94? Yes, sir. Okay.
11: Summary number 25469, amending ordinance number 25908, establishing an economic development district for the benefits of the restoration tax Abatement program for the Terrytown area in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, to amend boundaries of said economic development district, council district one.
0: We're now opening a public hearing on summary item number two five four six nine. If anyone is in favor, please come forward. If anyone is in opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one appeared.
10: Uh, Councilman Edwards. By way of explanation, Mr. Chairman, let me just say that this there was some confusion here because when this this uh, economic development district was put together, it included uh, Oakwood, and they found uh, after closer examination that econo- that uh, Oakwood had been in an economic development district since 1991. So this simply removed Oakwood from that that district, and I move approval. And you couldn't duplicate that because it was
0: already That's correct. All right, uh, 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 any objection or adoption of summary number 25469 on motion by Edwards? Second by template. Hearing none so ordered. Okay, can you give us the results back of uh, uh, publication notice?
11: Yes, sir. Notice? Parish attorney and the research and budget director have both said that this um, qualifies as um, an accurate bid. And... Um, A resolution naming of the official journal of Jefferson Parish for the contract year beginning July 1, 2020 and ending June 30, 2021. And the bid submitted was $4.62 per inch. And the bid came from the New Orleans Advocate.
0: And what resolution item was was that? It was item number 53. 53. Do I need to do a a motion? Motion to accept. Uh, we have a motion to accept item number 53 uh, as the advocate, as the official journal of record for Jefferson Parish. On motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet. Any objection? Hearing none, so ordered. With Feynman working for him, we should have gotten at least $5. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you live at 464. Any new business? None. Status reports? None.
1: Uh, Mr. Chairman, can I have a point of personal privilege before we move on? You sure may. So, If you all recall, three months ago when this pandemic started, we were searching for a way to be able to feed our seniors and our most needy population during this pandemic. And we specifically made a request to GOSEP and to FEMA for funding to be able to hire Jefferson Parish restaurants to give them business and use them to feed our seniors and our special needs population and we were specifically told by GOSEP that's not an eligible expense under step back and the staff act was denied. I read with great interest last night in, uh, in the NOLA that FEMA just gave the city of New Orleans $30 million, guess what, to hire their restaurants to feed their seniors and their elderly. It's, it's in the paper. Read it yourself. Once again, as the emergency manager director following uh, Katrina, we are being treated differentially by FEMA and by GOSEP. And So, Madam President, I would like to ask that our Homeland Security—I mean our Emergency Management Department—work with the Parish Attorney, the Senate Appeal Letter to GoSEP, and to FEMA for the same amount of funding to do the same thing to benefit our restaurants and our seniors and special needs. Especially since it was idea, our idea, idea originally, and we told we couldn't do it, but now I read that they're getting $30 million in the city funds to do this very same thing that we proposed. That's so, all. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Councilman. Uh, now we're at uh, the public appearance portion of our council meeting, people who would like to come before the council on subject matters. All persons uh, wishing to appear, uh, I think we have to make sure they sign the card, I don't s- state their name.
11: Let me go and check. And see you only,
0: so far you only have one. you so it. <laughs> and, and you have two minutes uh, for your comments.
3: Al Morello, 4260 East Royal Drive, 5th District. Canna, uh, 4th District, unincorporated, just in 48 years. Campaign contribution from the last meeting, $287,356. Top five benefactors, Councilman Byron Lee, uh, Paris President Lee Shang, Councilman Template, uh, Councilman Bonanno, and Councilman Impostato. Uh COVID-19 cases, uh, state level as of June the 1st, uh, Three hundred sixty-five thousand five hundred thirty-seven tests were done. Thirty-nine thousand nine hundred sixteen positive. three uh, th- uh, fifty-seven or three fifty-one, six fifty-one. I'm sorry. Uh, pi- uh, negative cases, parish level. Forty-nine thousand as of yesterday. Tests done. We had seven thousand six hundred thirty-five positive. That means we got 4, 000, forty-one thousand. Uh, 348 negative cases. I like to talk about the negative cases because nobody else is. Now, in closing, I want to say I don't agree with the council rule changes you all made. Uh, Some people say it wasn't on the agenda at all. I looked at at the agendas from the last three virtual meetings, and I didn't see it. I didn't didn't participate in the meeting on April 22nd but I didn't see it on that agenda neither. And I've talked to people that participated in all three and they said there was no discussion, but some of y'all say there was, but, 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 but it's beside the point, whether it was or wasn't, I don't think it should have been done that way. And I disagree with the, with those changes. I disagree with these cards. It needs to go back to the way it was. I disagree with it completely. And I want to, serve notice to this council it's been challenged by me as we speak and we're going to find out it was my understanding that anything any item that required uh, discussion by the public was going to be held off until we could have our first face-to-face but this was done if it was done at all at these virtual meetings I disagree with it I think it was designed to discourage people from coming here and taking this podium and speaking. A lot of people can't get too much done in two minutes. I can,
12: and used down to down. it,
3: but I, that don't mean I, I agree with it. Yeah. And like I told you, it's being challenged. One more thing, Byron Lee, I couldn't agree with you more on your uh, earlier comments. That's why when I'm picked to lead us in the pledge, I do it so passionately. I gave four years of my life in the military. I'm a Vietnam veteran to preserve Justice for all, liberty and justice for all. And that's why I'm so passionate, and I'll always be passionate like that. Anybody got any comments, any questions?
0: Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Morell. Uh, Madam Clerk, uh, now we're at the section where we are going to read in the summary publications. uh, On any objection, um, motion, oh, go ahead and read them first.
11: Resub, resub. Of parcel B, Pelicans Landing Subdivision, Resub of Lot EQ, proposed lot EQ two, parcel A1A11, and parcel A1A12 into lots RM1, RM2, and RM3. Resub of parcel P, Destrohan Division, Subdivision, Resub of Lot 17A, Forest Acres Estates Subdivision. An ordinance submitted under docket number SP-520 approving variances to the area, landscape, and buffer regulations for multi-tenant building located at 2754 Manhattan Boulevard on lot 17A, square 173, South New Orleans Subdivision. An ordinance approving the request submitted under docket number SP-1620 for variances to the area and sign regulations of the H-2. M1 and C2 for Oxner North and South Campuses located on tract OH, part of Lot 8 and Lot 9, La Barre Plantation subdivasi- Subdivision, and the Oxner South Campus on two undesignated lots, upper half of Lot 8, Lot 9, La Plantation Subdivision, and Lot 1, Square 1, Ludger Fourche subdivision. An ordinance Submitted under docket number CPZ 4819 for a new mixed-use development located at 5117 Airline Drive on Lot A Square 2E, Bridgedale Subdivision. An ordinance submitted under docket number TS 119 approving a special permitted use for a truck stop in the M3 District located at 3559 Peters Road on Lot P1, Destrahan Division Subdivision. An ordinance granting a non-exclusive franchise to Bell South Telecommunications doing business as AT&T Louisiana, AT&T Louisiana to construct, maintain and operate its UVerse video service, IP enabled video service in connection with an integrated internet protocol, enabled broadband platform of voice data and video services within the public rights of way of unincorporated Jefferson Parish. An ordinance declaring the old Wagaman Water Booster Station at 6750 River Road no longer needed for a public purpose and authorizing the advertisement for the revocation and sale of this property. An ordinance adding demolition, repair, and replacement charges for sidewalks under Section 29-142 at SEC of the Code to the annual Avaloran Tax Bills of Premises or Properties Involved as authorized by section 29.142 through 29.152. An ordinance authorizing the grant of a right, grant of a right to use the public rights of way in unincorporated Jefferson Parish to hunt telecommunications LLC, to construct, maintain, and operate a wireline telecommunications network system within the public rights of way of unincorporated areas of the Parish of Jefferson. Amending the twenty twenty operating budget of Jefferson Parish and amending the twenty twenty capital budget of Jefferson Parish. And that's all of the items I have to read into summary. That's all? Yes, sir.
0: All right. Any objection to the motion to accept items read into summary for publication by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templett. Hearing none so ordered. Uh, any objection to a motion to adjourn by all council members present? Hearing none, so ordered. Thank you all very much. When
8: you numbered
11: the, the numbers, you started here, right? And then numbered.